Lords and ladies, welcome to Beyond the Source Wall, issue 18. Death Metal is finally over. Should have been like, huzzah! Finally. Yeah, finally. Huzzah. Finally. Like, fuck, you know, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but we'd go around the room and introduce everybody. Uh, Crave, what's cracking? Tell everybody uh, how you're doing and what you read. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm all right. Uh, just uh, a lighter week, crossover, firepower, and I picked up the uh, Wonder Woman Future State. Future Did you State enjoy- Wonder Woman. You enjoyed it? Same. Uh, okay. It's all right. It's two. It's two issues, so it's not a big investment. Right. True that. And that's true. Um, Ty, what's cracking? Uh, tell everybody how you're doing and what'd you read. What's up, guys? Uh, doing all right. Living the dream. You know, just taking it one day at a time. Trying not to. Trying to survive in the middle of the chaos that is America. You're all settled in in your new place now. Yeah, just uh, cool. finally all settled in. Um, I think it it feels longer than a week, but we've been here for no, actually, we've been here for all, almost two weeks now. Yeah, cool. Oh yeah, moving is annoying. I hate it. It's terrible. It was a very stressful it. time. Yeah. What did you read this week? I read a lot. Um, or I well, yeah, I did. I ordered Norse mythology, so I read that, which was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, novel I got or Wonder comic. Woman. What's that? The novel or the comic? No, the comic. Because uh, Dave oh, okay. was typing it up so much, I was curious about it. Plus, P. Craig Russell. So, of course. Then I got Firepower, Swamp Thing. Uh, I finally finished off uh, Action Comics, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, the new issue of Venom, the new issue of yeah. uh, Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I dig most yeah. mythology. Hell yeah. I really liked it too. I'm really into it right now. Yeah. Um, and Shawnee Boy, what's cracking? Tell everybody how you're doing. What'd you what you read? Crackalacking. Um, Crackalacking. Yeah. Living the dream, absolutely dead inside. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it happened. <laughs> it happened already, like to 2021 or, you know, or, you know yeah, New Year and everything. We're, we're 10 days in at the time of recording and it's already wiped me out. Yeah. Give me <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, though, it's been nice here, but when it's cloudy and cold, it stinks. But when it's sunny out and it's a blue sky, it could be colder and it's still all right. It, you know? It's been really fucking cold in the UK this week. We've Damn. had some snow, frosty mornings. Yeah, Damn. Yeah, brutal. My, I had my door stuck once. Like, you know, like every every now and then you can't open your like car door, you know? Yeah. It had it happen once. So not too bad. But that kind of scares me, too, because I used to, like, have it happen more often. So global, you know, just I kind of <laughs> get nervous with the weather because I'm outside in it every day. And it seems to be it seems warmer. You know, it's, it doesn't seem to get as cold, at least where I've been. Yeah. So kind of bugging me out. And the summers are hot. <laughs> They're hot as shit. So <laughs> that sucks as well. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Um, Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you tell everybody what you read or no? I can't remember. Oh no, I okay. read pretty much everything this week. Hell yeah! I had uh, how many? Is it? I had 14 books this week. Dang! You can you yeah, spout them off? Week. Can you spout them off? Like ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I got crossover. Actually, no. How many did I say? 14. I got 13 now because you didn't read Walking Dead. Okay. Um, disgraceful. I know. <laughs> I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. 
Um, yeah, so I've got Crossover, Firepower, Thor, Venom, uh, the new Star Wars book you also read. Yes. Uh, I've also got Dark, uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal 7, Generation Shattered, and then I read all the Future State books. Right. Nice. Nice. Which was did you pick them all up physically? Did you did you pick them all up in physical too? Yeah, I have got cool. them physically. Heck yeah. yeah, they're probably going to be worth something. You know, like yeah, you know. I I haven't got the Harley Quinn one physically yet, um, but my shop is ordering me one. But they said cool. it blew up a lot more than they expected. Like, yeah, it kind of seems like a... came out. Yeah, like the stuff came out Wednesday. They sold some Thursday. They sold a few more, and then they came in Friday morning, and they were just all of them had sold out on their website ransacked nice yeah yeah and they were like holy shit i did like this i did that's that star wars one was a good grab for me at least i was like oh cool it was a fun read yeah (laughs) it was definitely neat yeah and i'm glad he had one sorry i'm I'm glad he had one that what i could get it in physical you know yeah, because literally last week you were saying like you want some Star Wars stuff outside yeah. the Skywalkers, and then Kept... this week the mouse was like, "Here you go." Yeah, thank you, you. thank you, <laughs> mouse. Oh, mighty mouse, you. Um, yeah, that um, was cool. Yeah, and I've also been doing some back reading on just some of the books I'm catching up on, just so when Future State ends and sort of the next wave of DC stuff starts, I can sort of go in fully caught up on everything I was reading. So I've been reading some of James Tynan's Justice League Dark this week, which has been fun. Really good. So you started it from one, you're saying? Or did he... Did yeah, you, I, okay. I originally read up to about issue 12 or 13, but then okay. it's now been like 15, 16 issues since then, and I don't really remember the story, so I just restarted from one. Is the animated Dark series based on the Dark co- comics? Um, I'm just wondering. Not not this run. It might be based on some New 52 stuff, but not okay. Tynan's run. Do you know if the... Oh, okay. Wait, how long has the Dark been, then? How long has Justice uh, this Dark This is a new one on? that started in 2018. Okay. Do you know when it first started? Like, when it first launched? Like, Justice League Dark? Uh, it... This this current run was 2018. Oh, okay. With James Tynan writing, okay. but they, there was a New 52 one in, like, 2012. Okay, okay. Cool. Hmm. I kind of don't like the Dark uh, animated. I don't like them. I feel like they're overhyped. Like, they were talked up a lot, and I watched them, and it's cool. It's definitely R-rated, yeah. I guess, or whatever, but I was kind of like, <clears throat> I didn't like the yeah, way I, I like, it's doing some cool stuff with magic, and it's got some cool characters in Tynan's run. Yeah. And like, Dr. You know Fate, me, Dr. I, Fate is in it. Does he show up in it at all? He is in it as an antagonist. Yeah, I heard. That sounds fucking awesome, actually. That shit he, sounded really cool. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's in character for him. I'm not going to go into spoilers, but he is a I won't say villain, but he is the antagonist. But he's got cool. some. He's following ideals that are very true to his character. Yeah, that's neat. That's real cool. Yeah, I saw him in uh, Injustice, like whole Black Canary. Um, yeah. Uh, into another realm, another dimension. With that was so cool. Yeah. Because like, holy shit! But like the whole time, like the crazy shit was that like. She had captured what Superman did on camera, right? And then, like, everybody saw what he did. But then he put the fucking 
yellow lantern ring on and since everybody was now they all feared him he was like fucking crazy powerful and then like they shot the Agent giant Justice is crazy. yeah that was <laughs> the dude the they there's like a green lantern planet that like shoots a fucking like death beam at him <laughs> and he just flies right fucking through it it was crazy like it was yeah. it was cool it was cool how they made him op by like the fear like it was like all of a yeah. sudden the whole world was scared and he put the ring on and he just went whatever you know that was sweet yeah, so, Tom Taylor's stuff badass. on Injustice was really, really good. There were some badass ideas in that. So, really cool is Injustice is... 2 done as yeah, well? Yeah, Injustice 2 is completely finished. Okay, because I want to pick that up too. Because, like, yeah, that's... Like so, Tom Taylor. But, yeah, yeah, but I want to read... I still want to read the rest of the Injustice 1, like, run, because I have, yeah, like, it, a second... Yeah, it's still as good. It just loses some of its sort of... But it loses a bit of its spark when Tom Taylor leaves. Does... When it ends on one, does Injustice Two pick up from the end of one, or is Injustice Two happens between one and two? Yeah, but I'm wondering when I go to finish this whole Injustice One storyline, and then I go to read Tom Taylor's new, like the the next one, Injustice Two. Yeah, is that like in the same story, or is that a whole different story not taking place? Yeah, it's the same story, but like it goes like the Injustice One stuff. Okay, and then the video game happens at the end of the first five years of comics uh-huh. and then yeah. injustice 2 picks up after the video game so i gotta watch like the cinematic trailer of the video game yeah. on like oh that's kind of cool watch the, i'll do yeah, that watch the cinematic but cast. i have to finish first right I, I should finish the story first and yeah. then watch all right all right oh that's cool shit, i haven't read injustice 2 but yeah that's the order i kind of want to read it because i i feel like i heard that comic story guy talk about it and he did his yeah. like he did a good job. Oh, he sold me on it. It sounded really He's cool. Got a cool voice. Yeah, yeah. He was a mighty for cows and shit. So that was kind of cool. Um, but hell yeah. All right. Um, do we want to go into the news? Not much news, but some to... news. There's not that much, honestly. It's it's pretty light this week. Should we just go into it? Yeah, whatever yeah. you got. Let's see. Cool. Let's do it. All right. Well, um, so let's see here. Today is Sunday. January 10th, 2021. And there's been a bit of things that have happened, obviously, with this uh, last week on Wednesday. Uh, the US Capitol was raided by a bunch of uh, crazies in cosplay. Um, and in response, popular Garth, popular writer Garth Ennis from The Punisher actually had a comment on that and uh, ripped into the US Capitol raiders who were wearing the Punisher logo as, air quotes, irrelevant. Uh, and in an interview, kind of slammed him a little bit, which is pretty funny to see. Garth Ennis is famously known for being pretty tongue in cheek and pretty dark uh he's known for writing other stories such as preacher sorry he's edgy he tries to be edgy sometimes he is he's very edgy um in other news for creators um steve lytle uh one of the legendary legion of superheroes artists uh died at the age of 61 just two days ago uh from cardiac arrest um unfortunately uh there actually isn't a whole lot coverage uh in regards to him i was surprised by it i've seen some uh, different uh, bits of news here and there talking about his legacy and his work, but there isn't as much as I would expect. Um, if you do look back on some of his history, he is a very gorgeous artist. I'm going to try to send this to the uh, group chat here. Hang on a second. Where is it? Boom, 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 boom. He's a crazy good artist. Back from the original run of... Uh, DC's Legion of Superheroes. He was also the artist from uh, Doom Patrol, the one that led into the Grant Morrison run. Cool. Um, yeah. 
pretty great stuff. Speaking of uh, older uh, creators, uh, Marvel has announced that they're creating a 1961 omnibus that's going to be coming out, featuring every issue of every comic book that they put out in the year of 1961. This is a big deal because 1961 was the year where they famously started introducing some of their titular characters. Uh, I believe that their first creation of Fantastic Four was in 1961 or 1962, um, and then Spider-Man was in 1964. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of really early Marvel stuff. So pre even when before they even called it Marvel, Marvel stuff, which is going to be pretty cool. Um, they haven't announced uh, the price and they haven't announced uh, when that's going to be fully uh, released yet. Um, in regards to the sequel to Three Jokers, Jason Fabok is actually not going to be doing the sequel right away. This is interesting. He's uh, currently busy working on a non DC book right now. So he's not going to be able to do the sequel with Jeff Johns uh, at their uh, earliest convenience. So we shouldn't be expecting that anytime soon, but it should be. Well, it's okay. We, well, we waited definitely... four years for the first one. We can wait that long. God, seriously. <laughs> we can just wait, wait four years for the, another the single-issue single, uh, uh, sequel. Not, not a big deal or anything. Um, and finally, in the news that I've actually got so far this week, uh, a new comic book for X-Men has been announced called Way of the X, uh, featuring... Art by Giuseppe Kimancoli and story by Simon Spurrier. Um, it's going to be a story that focuses on Nightcrawler. Uh, it's unknown exactly what the plot points are going to be about, but it's X-Men, so we should be expecting it to be um, very convoluted and have very weird time jumping around weirdness. Giuseppe Kimancoli is an absolute workhorse at the minute. They've done... They're currently right. doing, doing Undiscovered Country. Uh, they did uh -huh. Other History of the DCU, which was a oversized book. And now they're doing this book. So yeah, you know what? My, I'm mistaken. I'm sorry. He's doing the uh, cover art, uh, but oh, Bob okay. Quinn is going to be doing the interiors. I don't know Bob Quinn. Do you guys know what he's from? I do not. Bob I Quinn. I don't know this artist at all. I'm gonna have to look into him. Apparently, he's done some work before. Yeah, he's done some. Up as American football. He did some Captain America with Tanahasi Coates. Tanahasi, I don't know how to pronounce. Wait, that say name. his name again. <laughs> Tanahasi. Mm -hmm. It's Tanahasi Coates. Coates. <laughs> Tanahasi. I was close enough. Tanahasi. Tanahasi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm Which, by the way, is anybody that. still reading that Captain America run? I didn't even start. I'm not. He's still I going hard on that. I'm surprised. I feel like I'm. Yeah, I heard it was good. Started the first couple issues, but I can't remember. Has he, has he finished his Black Panther run? Because I know he's I had did. a long run on that, hasn't he? I think that's done. Okay. I believe so. Really? I think so. Who's uh, taking over? I don't know. That I do not know. Uh, I feel like he's still got some stuff coming up. I mean, unless he's turned in his script already. But yeah, that's uh, that's all the news that I've got so far this week. Yeah, as I've got a few books. little bits. Um, so the first one's just a small one. Um, the artist, um, I've forgotten his name now. Where's my little note? Yannick Paquette is leaving DC. He's been doing work there for over 10 years now. Where what? was that announced? Um, when did I send this? Two days ago. So Friday. Nice. Uh, where was it announced? 
I saw it on Reddit. Let's see where Reddit got it from. Bleeding cool. Damn. Okay. Um, but he he posted to his Facebook it? saying, "Sorry." No, no. Continue, please. Uh, yeah, he posted on his Facebook saying, "Death Metal Sevens his last work at DC at the minute, celebrating the end of his ten year career there." He's doing some unannounced stuff for a while, but no doubt he'll be back at DC at some point. I really so he's hope not he's leaving doing him. some independent stuff. Yeah, he's not leaving him bad blood. He's doing some other stuff, and then he said he'd probably be back at some point. And he's still got a lot of times Woman Earth One Volume Three coming out with Grant Morrison as well. Okay, in the near future. I feel like there's a lot of people who are just ending their um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their contracts with uh, DC, and then they're just kind of falling through with some new things here and there. I feel like that's what mostly has been go- going on. A lot of artists and creators are doing that right now. Jeff Lemire does that almost every other year. Yeah, he'll come back do some stuff, and then sort of go back to his Black Hammer stuff, his indie stuff. Well, he um, still has complete creative control over that, so he can yeah. come and go with that as he pleases. So, uh, Yeah, you just saying Jeff Lemire brings me on to another bit, which was he has announced, or he has announced two unannounced DC Black Label books. <laughs> that they're not solicited yet, but they're coming. Uh, one of them I have announced an unannounced. <laughs> like that's funny. <laughs> well, he's he's confirmed. He's right. He's yeah, that, yeah. He's finished the scripts for two of them, but haven't been announced yet. Uh, one is with the what? artist Doug Mankey. Um, and the other, the artist has not been announced as well. I like Doug Mankey. Doug Mankey uh, did some of my favorite stuff on Green Lantern. I'm down for that. Yeah, he's solid. I think the last few years he's been a bit rushed, I'd say, some of his work. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, what's he been yeah, doing lately? I feel like he did some detective comics. Um, yeah, he did. Mathley. Yeah. Um, he has done a few other things. I'm trying to think, he did an issue of Death Metal, I believe. Did he do Below by One? Uh, he did, did he do Below by One? He did something. Is that the one you hate? Yeah, the one I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, Hating hate. <laughs> hate. It's terrible. Look, see what he's done it's now. It's terrible. Now I'm that is an understatement. Like the uh, the critic, it stinks. <laughs> Uh, he hasn't really done much recently. Uh, yeah. Okay. Did I feel like he should be doing that? more. He's a really talented artist. Yeah, he is really good. Um, yeah, and then the last bit of news I've got is not good news for us. Uh, what do you uh, mean, why? Scott, Scott mm-hmm. Snyder is teasing two big DC projects that he's working on. Why is that bad? Because I haven't liked his last big DC projects. So what? That's done... not bad news. <laughs> oh my god, he's working. He's getting work. Oh no. One of these is probably going to be his um, Nightwing Black Label book, which I am excited for. But I am if the other one is something that spins out of death metal and is the next big DC event that we're going to lead into, I just want him to be done with the big cosmic stuff. So I... I'm hoping it's something. I hope it's like a big book, but it's just an independent character. I hope it's not some big event he's building to again. Yeah, I mean, I... Black Knight's Deadlier Metal. I I actually really enjoyed his 
Justice League run. I really enjoyed it a bit. There was times where it was a little slow, but that's fine. Yeah, I, and I really I, liked I re- bits, but I think it was quite uneven. Like, I really liked his sixth world stuff. Okay, yeah. I was um, not a I... fan of his Drowned Earth. That was weird. I think that was one of the weaker yeah. parts of the story, which is unfortunate because every time someone does an Aquaman story, it, it seems like that happens. Unless you're Kelly Sue DeConnick or Jeff Johns or... Yeah. Okay, well, maybe it was just him that time. But anyways... Sorry, yeah, carrying on your point. No, 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 you're fine. Listen, there's that lag there, so we're going to be talking over each other. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, I personally really enjoy when he does stories where he takes his time, and I feel like in the earliest part, of, we've had this conversation maybe before, where the earlier part of his Batman run was superb. It's yeah. next level good, and it really started to go into some crazy weird territory. But I kind of liked it because it was comic booky kind of weirdness, and I'm okay with that. I just think that he needs to step away from the Bat family for a bit. Like I want him to do something else. Like he did Superman Unchained with Jim Lee, and nobody bought that, which was weird, by the way. Um, he what would be a book that he would like have more strength on? I feel like because he he is doing the Nightwing Black Label book, and based on the end sure. of Death Metal, I am thinking maybe he's doing the JSA book. Gonna do something. All this he has said before book. that he wants to do something with them. I I would yeah. be okay with him doing a JSA book. I would be okay with it as long as it isn't leading into something. <laughs> yeah. So I agree. Hear me out. I think that he would do a really good job on JSA because his writing style is one that is kind of gabby, but it feels old in some regard. And I think that that would go to his strength. Uh, yeah, going it can feel a bit JSA. from that era. Yeah. Has anybody read the Jeff Johns JSA it's run with... Um... <laughs> I've read a little bit of it. It's weird. How long ago was this? This was the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Yeah. Mm. It's fairly good. I, I started reading it digitally. Um, it was on Comixology for a little bit. Um, but I actually really want... I, I, it's that point where I get my collection going and I want to actually get the trades or the, the Omnibuy. Um, I'm not going to call them Omnibuses. They're Omnibuy. Um, but, I mean, I enjoyed it so far, but I feel like it's still early Jeff Johns' work and early Jeff Johns is kind of eh. Like Day of Judgment was meh. If anybody's read that, it's just an okay story. But it is the reason why it led up to uh, Hal Jordan becoming uh, the Spectre and like why he transitioned from the Spectre to Green Lantern leading up to Rebirth. <sighs> I don't know. I would dig it. Ooh, that means Our Man gets to come back. I like Our Man. <gasps> like Dr. Midnight. Oh, man. Okay, I actually really like the Justice Society of America. Hmm. I'm a fan. I can't. Uh, I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, we, we can who, tell. We can see the smile uh, on your face. Joel McHale plays in the uh, Star Girl TV series. He is playing Starman. I have. A... Oh, okay. That Joel was McHale's my. That was show. my. Yeah. Made up name for the. I didn't know the name of the character that he played in that show, so I just said to my wife, "Starman. He's just he's Starman. He's got to be, you know." And that's funny that that's his name because I was like, "I just figures that would be his name." That's cool. Yeah. He seems like I'm such. So I'm rewatching Community Man, and he just seems oh, like he would be fucking perfect, man. Just he he's really good. He's really good. Like 
He definitely, yeah. he's not going to be some all-star superhero, but he's going to fit in somewhere, you know, where he, because he's, mm-hmm. he has wit, he has, he has, he at least is in shape, you know, so he's somebody, you know, he takes it, you know, he, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. He seems I, legit, I'm not going to spoil the show for you, but he is not in much of season one at all, but. I, I think I heard that. Hopefully going cool. forward, he will be in more. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, Stargirl was a lot of fun. It was very sort of teen drama but it was done well for teen drama it wasn't like the arrow shows where they're sort of quite cringy and they're trying to be dark but they're really teeny right stargirl sort of embraced the sort of fun teenage aspect of it and did it really well the arrow cave <laughs> the quiver. Oh, that was a great scene in injustice yeah <laughs> yeah like, why do you not call it the quiver arrows yeah. don't live in caves yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's all we have for news. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I well, saw anything. Well, that might be, but I think Josh had an announcement, or a couple announcements. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, we have uh, WandaVision starting up on Friday, so I just wanted to run through some of the stuff that we know about Phase 4 of the MCU. Because oh, boom. It was supposed to start last year, but we uh, they were kind of delayed on that. So they've yeah, kind of... Yeah. Do you so think it was... Ex- do you think it was to their benefit, the delays? Uh, I mean, they definitely get more time to work on these things, but it looks like the release schedule is pretty accelerated. So in 2021, we'll have four movies. Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, which was originally The Eternals, and then whatever the Spider-Man Far From Home sequel is going to be. So it's May, July, May, July then November and December. And then right now they have at least four movies scheduled for 2022. Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and possibly Ant-Man and the Wasp, which they just did not, they, uh, announced, oh, the title was announced. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So. Do you think that that's going to be implicative of the, like, the plot line, the quantum yeah, yeah. I, I would expect them to go into the quantum realm because they're I getting. Think, I think they're going to find uh, Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Well, I feel yeah, like that, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've talked about that being like the next big. That would be uh, cool. Villain running through these. Super neat yeah, story. Probably, There's this really yeah, neat story up on him oh, earlier today. There was this really neat story where like, um, uh, Kang the Conqueror comes back in time and the reason he comes back is actually to kill Captain America because he fucked up the timeline by coming back, you know, like mm-hmm. by coming back out of the ice and shit and um, it would be cool if Captain America made his way back into the MCU because he fucked up the timeline by taking the Infinity Stones back and living his life out, which he shouldn't have done. Yeah. Yep. And that would be really yep. that would Kang be really is neat. A, uh, Kang is a time traveler, so we could jump around. Uh, for the Black Widow, we're, you know, William Hurt is going to continue uh, playing uh, General Ross, and we're supposed to get uh, cameos from Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. That's neat. Well, do so you think that's going to be younger, or do you think it's going to be like an AI version of Tony? Who knows? It, the movie's set between Civil War and Infinity War, so it's going to be just some deleted scene or something. Yeah, well, maybe I... we'll jump forward after that. Who knows? How much yeah, I believe they've specified they. 
I think they specified they haven't shot any new footage of Robert Downey Jr. So I think it is just a deleted scene they've repurposed. Uh, it does say both from previous MCU films, but I thought it was just saying like these characters were in other MCU films. That's where you'll know them from. <laughs> no, William uh, Hurt might have new scenes, but as far as I'm aware, Robert Downey Jr. hasn't recorded any new footage. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then you have the vast array of television series. So like I said, WandaVision premieres on the 15th. And then it looks like Disney Plus just has all of these shows lined up one right after the other. You don't get a break. Yeah, as soon yeah. as one show ends, the next show begins. They've so locked that release schedule down. Yeah, they so said that they want ends. 100 new titles per year. 100 new titles per year. Well, they're getting close to that. Uh, we're going to get at least six this year. So WandaVision ends on the 5th of March, and then on the 19th, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out. Uh, it ends yeah. at the end of April, and then sometime in May, Loki starts. So it looks like as soon as one show ends, they have a week break or two, and then the next show begins. So then, no one's going to be unsubscribing or you're going to unsubscribe yeah. and come back later and have to catch up. And then starting in 2022, we're going to start having all the Star Wars stuff added onto this. Yeah. No breaks. So it's going to be crazy. Yeah, pedal to the metal. Yep. Just pedal throwing the money death. at the mouse. Pedal to the death I hate metal. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they've got at least six this year. And then... You know, they haven't announced some of the dates for the other ones, but they've got two shows, Moon Knight and She-Hulk in 2022, as well as the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, just following on from the Moon Knight thing, it has been re-announced or reconfirmed that um, Oscar Isaac is playing Moon Knight. Because mm -hmm. it was announced and then he came out and was like, I've not been offered this or something. And then it's been re-announced now. Yeah, remember we had that uh, conversation on the show, I think. Yeah, about She-Hulk as well. She was announced at the same time as Oscar Isaac, and then the actress was I like, want to take this um, time, no. by the way, just to announce um, that Oscar Isaac is uh, Moon Knight, just a heads up to everybody. Ah. <laughs> oh, and also, I don't know if anybody knows this, uh, but this is just a heads up as well. Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany is also a She-Hulk. Wait, did you guys, did you guys hear about Oscar Isaac? He's Moon <laughs> what Knight. What about him? Oh. No matter what the actors say, they are playing those roles. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh man, what is that Eddie Murphy film that they made where they're just like, Golden you're... Child. Yeah, you're in the movie, you don't know you're in the movie. I don't... I don't what? Oh, not The Golden Child. No, uh, the one... It was like a Z movie where they basically trick, you know, whatever character... Eddie Murphy plays some other big Hollywood star and they basically trick him into being in the movie. Like they go as far as to get his twin brother and have him do uh, scenes as well. Uh, Charlie Murphy? No, no, like Eddie Murphy plays two roles. This isn't a real movie. I think you're fucking lying <laughs> to me. Josh, what kind of bullshit are you trying to sh fucking do right here? Dude, just read my fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what um i don't know what the hell you're talking about but i'm very curious Hold about on, it now. i'll get it in just a sec uh when was it when did it come out 
late 80s or the 90s, I think. Damn it. I'm going to get this. I don't want to just look at his IMDb page, but I think that's what I have to do. Damn. Did you know he put out an album? Yeah. My girl likes to party all the time. (laughs) Oh, he's released three. Oh, my God. Eddie Murphy. Oh, he's only got 70 actor credits. I can get through this. 70? Jesus. That's not a lot. What? 70 is not a lot for an actor who's been around as long as he has. He stepped away for a little bit because he was uh, doing um, family films for a while and that didn't really work out in his benefit. And then he did uh, Dream Girls, where he got stiffed at the uh, Oscars for uh, Best right. Supporting Actor role. And when that happened, he kind of stepped away from film for a little bit. And then Dolomite came out, which, by the way, is very good. All right, I got it. It's Bowfinger. Came out in 99. It's a uh, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy uh, film. Yeah, you know, I know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm not bullshitting you. Well, mm, you mm. say that. <laughs> mm. I just created an entire IMDb page for this. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, let's get Robert Downey Jr. in on this. And Jamie Kennedy. Eh. So you guys ready for Falcon and the Winter Soldier to come out? Mm-hmm. I was born ready. Or is that is that like one of the shows that you're actually interested in? Oh, I'm interested uh, in that and Loki. I want to see if, uh, you know, now that um, Odin is dead, maybe uh, we'll get a little uh, ice giant out of Loki. Maybe. I mean, it's interesting that they decided to do uh, a show about loki right i don't know i i feel like i've known a lot of people who are obsessed with him as like a character but Hmm. yeah i'm excited for shows yeah i thought we'd get what if uh earlier than some of the other shows i thought that was that I thought it would have been one of the first ones since it's, you know, animated. You don't have to worry about all the filming and whatnot. Just a little something to do before we jump into phase four, because it kind of stands alone on its own. Sure. I mean, that kind of would make sense, but I feel like there's a lot of work and money to be put into animation like that. So the amount of time that it would take to. They've had all of the. uh audio since 2019 okay i didn't know that where did you uh where did you hear that well they they have uh sorry i'm guessing on some of that because they had the uh uh sorry some of the audio they had was from 2019 let me see real quick get this So they had Chadwick, I mean, they have Chadwick Boseman's uh, audio, and they did that in like November of 2019. So I kind of mm-hmm. assume they had everybody else as well. Well, I mean, I feel this is, I feel like that kind of ties into the whole Chadwick Boseman is, he knew that he was going out for a little while, and I think that he and Faye both knew that they were going to need to do some preparations to uh 
get ready for when he does eventually pass, which is an unfortunate thing to think about because he was working so hard so much. I mean, he was doing four mm-hmm. or five movies the year that he uh, found out that he had cancer. And I mean, apparently, yeah, according to found out before he had, he found out before Civil War came out. Yeah, and that's insane. And that was like his big yeah. Marvel debut. So I mean, yeah, his whole Marvel career came after his cancer diagnosis. Can you imagine? Like, just like this gigantic news of like, hey, you've played the top three most important, some of the biggest black characters in history. Like, he got to play uh, Jackie Robinson. He got to play. Um... Oh, God, it's coming to me. Why am, I, why am I blanking right now? Well, because I was actually doing it to the beat of one of those songs, like dun, 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 get up. Dun, oh, James Brown. James Brown, thank you. I should I should know that. That guy has the same last name as me. I'm a chud. Um yeah, he played yeah. he played those two characters and then he played Black Panther. Man, he's played some of the most important characters in black culture and black cinema ever. That's crazy. And then to find out that he I got cancer. That's just life's not fair, man. There's some speculation online that says that he is going to uh, be replaced, and I really don't want that to be the case. And I'm not talking like M'Baku takes on the mantle. I mean, like someone will hire outside and then just be like, oh, yeah, you know, this this is just T'Challa, and then just recast T'Challa. And I really don't know why they're... I think Feige's confirmed they're not recasting him. Mm-hmm. They have confirmed that they're not recasting. Marvel put out a statement saying that they're not going to yeah. do that. So for people to say that online is moronic. I don't it's know whether they do. It's a, sort of a smooth being, brain take. Yeah, yeah, I don't know whether they do like what they did with um, Carrie Fisher in the final Star Wars movie, where they sort of repurposed well, deleted yeah. scenes and sort of CG stuff That's around. The, uh, that was something that they were able to work uh, around it. for that. Yeah, it was uh, in Toy Story Four. Who Don Rickles? Who voices mm. was it Don Rickles? That Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Mr. Potato Head. The, you know, he's been dead for two or three years before the movie came out, and they were able to uh synthesize his voice from past audio to create his dialogue. That's weird. Oh, I don't think I sent you guys um I sent it to someone, I don't think it's you guys. Um there's this YouTube channel that creates AI voices and they did the Steam Tams clip from simpsons with obama's voice and trump's voice oh man and yeah you're gonna need to send that to us yeah it doesn't sound perfect but like it's scary that it's getting to a point where they can like they can create these voices so uh one of the other things that i've been i'm looking at the dates that the films are coming out and when the television series are coming out so captain marvel 2 is slated for November 11th, 2022. And Miss Marvel, the TV show, should be coming out sometime at the end of 2021. So this could be uh, another character that appears as, you know, appears in the TV shows before they appear in the movies. We don't get to, you know, I mean, appears in the movies and beforehand because the comic books introduction of Miss Marvel was that uh, she shows up in uh, Captain Marvel's books, then takes on the Miss Marvel mantle, right? I don't think she was in Captain Marvel. Iman Vellani? She was. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I'm i saying that um, so in it the doesn't comic happen books... To, 
Yeah. Well, it doesn't happen too often that, you know, a character appears in the TV shows and then appears in the movies. The only time that's really happened is with I've lost his name, but he played Jarvis in. Uh, oh, yeah. Agent Carter. Agent Carter and then appeared in Avengers Endgame. That's actually not necessarily true. Uh, the person who played Sif, what's her name, um, was in an episode Jamie of, of Shield. And, but that was I mean, they were on the, Thor they were in TV before they were on the movies. She was in Thor before and, she was on the TV show. I'm not saying going from movies to TV show. also had Sam Jackson. No, that's, that's he's saying fine. He's saying they made a movie that, debut before the TV series. Okay. Yeah. So He's saying they that haven't made the jump from TV to movies. They've made the jump from movies to TV. Well, didn't they also announce that Charlie Cox is going to be in um, the next Doctor Strange movie? Rumored. Rumored. Yeah. Well, this is just one of the possible, you know, few exceptions where someone has been on the TV, been on a TV show before they've, you know, made the jump to one of the movies. I'm just pointing that part out. There's very okay. few examples of that. Sure, sure, sure. I feel like this is going to be one of those where it goes from movie to TV show for the Miss Marvel show. I feel like that would make the most sense. When is Miss Marvel scheduled versus when uh, Captain Marvel 2 is scheduled? Yes. So Miss Marvel is scheduled for late 2021, but Captain Marvel 2 is not slated to come out until November 11th, 2022. So a whole year between. So Miss Marvel airs and then a year later, Captain Marvel 2 comes out. Okay, so yeah, then your speculation would make more sense then, right? Yeah. I wonder if she would just appear in episode one and they would just be like, well, here it is. Who, Brie Larson? As Captain Marvel? No, Miss Marvel. Oh, well, I mean, Miss Marvel is supposed to be about Miss Marvel, not Brie Larson, but... Uh... No, I know that. Damn it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that episode one, that they would just introduce the character uh, of Miss Marvel. Kamala Khan mm -hmm. like just no backstory no previous thing no previous movies or anything mm. you see what I'm saying yeah well I mean she's got her own I TV feel... series well that's what I'm saying is like, it might be a little weird if they just introduced the character right but I mean I, have they done that before well I mean they did it with Daredevil, have, I guess so. you're gonna have Moon Knight and She-Hulk yeah that's a good point they're probably just gonna do the characters and then just go from there but I think the difference is that we've had this is a character who kind of is dependent on Captain Marvel in a certain regard. Yeah. I feel like it's interesting that they're doing that too, because um, I th think they said that Monica Rambeau is going to be in the sequel to Captain Marvel. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. Uh, Do you I think she's going to be Sonar or whatever her name is? Uh, sorry, let me go back to the other page. Uh... She's going to be in uh, WandaVision. Tiana Paris. Has oh, yeah, you know what? I saw that in the trailers. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, she like collapsed through like a portal or something. That was really cool. Hello? Yeah, I hear you. I'm sorry, I'm trying to read. <laughs> I don't know. Fine. I was looking at the Miss Marvel like... At the, you know, it was the first episode of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that Sam Jackson appears. So I was thinking Spectrum, maybe... Spectrum, like, that's the name of the character. 
Okay. Right on. What do you guys right. think about the whole um, Doctor Strange uh, sequel being tied to the next Spider-Man uh, film? I think they're going to tie those two happy. together. What? If it's a good movie, I'll be happy. If it's a bad movie, no, I'll be no, no. I'm not worried about it being good. I, it's more that I'm I'm interested. I, okay, so look, here's my speculation. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird choice. I don't mind it. I just because look, New York. Why not? You know. I feel like you see Doctor Strange and Spider-Man interact with each other pretty regularly. Um, I feel like this is going to be an introduction into the Spider-Verse film, much as everybody else is speculating at this point. But the thing that I'm interested in... Sorry, go on. I'll make my point in a minute. What? No, no, finish your point. Well, what I was going to say was that I was interested. I'm intrigued if uh, they're going to have um, Donald Glover play the Prowler because he was already introduced as the Prowler uh, in uh, Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they're going to continuously cast him, I mean, if he's going to be Aaron Davis, they're probably going to introduce Miles Morales. And in that turn, they're probably going to have a Gwen Stacy. I don't really want them to do a complete reenactment of the animated Spider-Verse film, but I would be interested if they introduce those characters. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I was going to say. I mentioned that Doctor Strange 2 set in New York, so why not have that be the big movie? But like, that just made me realize something. In the comics, New York is like where all the heroes hang out in Marvel. You just now realize this? Well, no, I, I knew that, but like, in the movies, there's only been like sort of two movies in New York, one and a half movies, which is Avengers, Avengers, and some of Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, kind of, but not really. I mean, um, Spider-Man definitely, but it's definitely more in like uh, Queens, Queens, obviously. So yeah. it's not in New York City, New York, but yeah, but it's just weird um, how. In the comics, Mar- Marvel is New York. And then in the movies, we haven't really seen New York outside of like two movies. In the comics, a big reason why that is is because Marvel is based in New York. And yeah, Stan Lee's a New that, Yorker. Absolutely. So of course, yeah, a lot of the characters and a lot of uh, the storytelling experience is going to be because it's New York. Daredevil, obviously, yeah. is a great example of that. Yeah. But it's just weird how the movies have sort of moved away from new york i mean i wouldn't know if they, i wouldn't say that they've necessarily moved away so much as i mean when did uh did civil war not take place in some of the more upstate parts of new york it was in dc oh, they went upstate new york but it was mostly dc sorry civil war not winter soldier my bad no 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 you're fine it's interesting okay yeah, it might have right. been upstate New York, but it wasn't the city like the comics typically take place in. Okay. I don't know. What are you guys uh, looking for? Uh, looking forward to as far as like some of the stuff coming out with MCU and everything. Are you guys more prioritizing the MCU stuff? Or I'm sorry, Disney is what I meant to say. Are you going to be prioritizing MCU or uh, Star Wars? or? There's room in my life for all of them. Equally. Yeah. I love all my children. 
<laughs> I I just finished maybe Mandalorian, the, uh, and I gotta tell you, I'm kind of just like whatever. I hate uh, you. Yeah, maybe more of the MCU stuff. I mean, I like the Star Wars stuff, but you know, I've been locked yeah. into the MCU for a long time. Definitely, MCU is like still really exciting to me, and like I'm interested to see where they're going to take these characters next. Whereas Star Wars, like I'm interested in the projects, but there isn't as much build up with them like mcu we've got all these characters who've seen in 12 years of movies now moving forward into their own independent projects and i'm excited to see what we do with the characters yeah yeah i it's i guess the reason i'm asking year. is just yeah i guess the reason i'm asking is because like i'm interested to see what's going to be happening with all the new star wars materials because the announcements are fascinating but yeah if I really don't see what you guys are so... I don't understand why people are so obsessed with The Mandalorian. Like, I just finished it watching it, and it's just written okay. Yeah. I think it... And that, like, yeah. yeah. That's, that's do you like it. Fallout games? What's that? Do you, do you play... Have you played any of the Fallout games? Of course. Yeah? Oh, okay. I don't know. I kind of feel like, you know, if you're a fan of Fallout, you might be a fan of Mandalorian. You know, there's all the different fetch quests. Meandering around, you get to, you know, the Mandalorian would be a great role. video game. Yeah, but as it's a TV show, out. it's a lot. It's. It was originally what? going to be a bounty hunter video game that got cancelled, and then Disney no, it repurposed it into a TV show. It was. You can Google it. I fucking hate you. I don't believe they anything John you say in. I'll find and send it to you. You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> Was originally a video game? Who knew? Huh. Fan theories. Is what it says. No. Basically an already Star Wars video game. The Mandalorian is already the best Star Wars video game. God of War director proposes video game for the Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian is basically a 90s video game. I don't see anything anywhere that says that it is confirmed as originally being a video game. One of the fan theories from Reddit says that The Mandalorian was originally a video game. The plot was taken from an unpublished Bounty Hunter Star Wars video game, probably 1313, and Favreau translated it to screen and read it in the comedic aspects. But there's no... Sounds, sounds like confirmation roof. to me. That's a fan thinking up this shit, not necessarily proof. Almost confirmed in my eyes. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> if it's on Reddit, it must be true. Exactly. That's how the internet works, right? Everything's true. Look, I'm just saying, it's it's a cool concept, and I like the Bill Burr episodes, and I like a lot of what... I loved that episode with the dragon on... Uh, yeah, the Crate Dragon. Uh, yeah, with a uh, big old... Um, Timothy Oliphant. Daddy Timothy Oliphant. Yes, thank you. Um, that was a great episode. And the introduction of Boba Fett, cool. But at the same time, I'm watching all of these characters, and even when they don't wear their masks, their acting is really flat. Like, every time that they interact it is with each Star other, Wars, it's always... Though. You can't expect good acting so in Star what? Wars. <laughs> then what's the point of watching this stuff? Why are people obsessed with this franchise? When people are just like, eh, it's mediocre yeah, I, acting, I, eh, it's mediocre script writing. Yeah, I, I agree why people obsess with the franchise, even though I think it's cool. I do question it. 
Talk, look, as much as I love the idea of psychic space samurai fighting against an empire across the galaxies, I love that. That's a great concept. And the basis, the, the first film was fantastic. Empire was fantastic. Return was fantastic. Like, there's still B-movies in my eyes, but I still really enjoyed them. I recognize the flaws and still can admire them. I just don't think that they're this high-quality tier of art that people talk about. The only thing that I would say yeah, is the big artistic value of it is, like, all of the special effects that happened with it. Yeah. It did so and, of course, the fact that effects. Harrison Ford... Absolutely. And the fact that Harrison Ford came out of that. That was his first yeah. uh, introduction into film. Do you guys know actually how he got introduced to the uh, casting? Yeah, I do. Okay, We're so all nerds on this show, Ty. We, we all know this. You would be surprised the amount of people who don't know about the fact that he used to be a carpenter. He wishes he was still a carpenter some days. He acts like it. <laughs> Did you see that he was interviewed and asked about if he was a force ghost in the most recent Star Wars film he was in? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. <laughs> His response, I don't know what the fuck a force ghost is. Leave me alone. <laughs> I love I Harrison love Ford. <laughs> he was probably my favorite He's part of the uh, Bruno movie. The, uh, Sasha Bruno Baron movie? Co Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, his film Bruno. Oh, was that the one where he played the gay... The Austrian yeah. fashion designer. Yeah. And so during the okay. movie, he, you know, is doing like a focus group on a TV show he's trying to, you know, produce. And he says, you know, we have a live, you know, special interview with Harrison Ford. And he keeps teasing that throughout the uh, focus group. And then they, they finally get to it. And it's them running up to him with a camera. Like he's coming out of like a restaurant late at night. And like, you know, Mr. Ford, Mr. Ford, and it's just uh, Harrison Ford just says, fuck off. And then that's the uh, extent <laughs> of the uh, interview with him. Of course. I've not, I've not actually seen that film. I'll have to uh, give it a chance when I can. Don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's a strange movie. It's not as good as Borat. No. So what are you guys hunting for as far as that comics lately? Uh, I'm just sort of excited in, about future state and like all the new DC stuff. A lot of image stuff for Tell me. Tell me about that. You same. <laughs> Tell you about what? Sorry. Well, you were saying you were excited about the future state stuff, and I feel like there's been some pretty good response to it, but I think the only one I've read so far has been uh, Next Batman. Did you not get around to Swamp Thing? Wonder Woman. No, I haven't had the chance to yet. No, but uh, I've got it right here with Mike Perkins and Ramby. Yeah. yeah, it's just... I've seen people compare it to... Um... Oh, God, what was the new 52 one called? Future's End. I've seen people comparing it to that, which I do think is a fair comparison. But it's not a year-long event. It's two months. Most of a series of two issues. It's doing something... It's trying something new with characters. And yeah, even if some of them don't yeah. pay off, it's only two months gone. And then it's leading into sort of fresh slates afterwards. That will hopefully be a bit I'm... more exciting than what the last year has been. I'm not really opposed to it. I think that it's interesting that they're trying to wrap up so much in a matter of you know months. But I mean, I'm still interested in checking it all out. I personally am interested in seeing some of the new uh, writers take over some of this stuff. Plus, yeah. I mean, I th I've said this before. I like Mike Perkins. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Yeah. His artwork on Lois Lane was really cool. 
<clears throat> yeah, I need to catch up on that and finish it. All oh, right, you read uh, the I, I Harley read... Quinn one, didn't you? Yeah. We'll get well, to that when we start talking. Well, when we start going through books, I'll give an in-depth mention of it. <laughs> All right. I uh, I'm actually mostly curious about Joel Jones' uh, Wonder Woman at this point because I really like Joel Jones. You should have read it then, shouldn't you? I should have, but I was prioritizing uh, Venom and The Amazing Spider-Man, which, by the way, has been Rookie getting mistake. very strange. Uh, Rookie mistake. Uh, should we talk crossover? Hell yeah. yeah. Please. Yes. Crossover number three, Donny Cates, Jeff Shaw. Take it away, someone. I'm fucking excited about this. I'm very excited about this. You were so mad about this, and I think it's hilarious that you got yeah, because you got I, faked out so I'm hard. A little salty. It's not even that there was one fake out, two fake outs. There were three fake outs. <laughs> I was not I was not happy. Donny Cates I just likes it. to pimp his work and some other work. It was really well written and I did like it, but it was just there were three fake outs in it and I just kept getting frustrated and angry. I didn't mind it because I really didn't anticipate it and I really... Should, is it okay if we just say spoilers? Yeah, yeah. spoiler alerts. Uh, spoilers. So, I, three times uh, it gets faked out well, that you're thinking like, oh, Superman's going to pop into the book and then boom, it's yeah, Madman. Well, let me give the... I laughed out loud at that Madman. Let me give the yeah, that was great. <laughs> literally, literally laughed out loud. Because um, Donny Cates teased on Twitter that this issue, there's something big in it, it will sell out. So he also teased issue six is going to sell out as well. So sure. I was expecting someone from a property that wasn't Image to come into it. So you open the book, the opening page is a different take on the Watchmen universe with the giant squid. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it's not the real Watchmen universe. And although it's cool, oh, I got faked out because I saw it and I was like, holy shit, he brought in Watchmen. What the fuck? Oh, that's the first fake out you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was just, you know, the Watchmen universe, but we're not going to really show people. But you got like different superheroes it, flying around and stuff. Yeah. Like, well, I thought that was just a show of what happens when you bring the Watchmen and all the other superheroes in. I thought that was them bringing the Watchmen in with everybody else that gets brought into Denver. Oh, could be. Well, he's also been open about his relationship with Alan Moore, so I feel like if he yeah. had used the Watchmen okay. characters, that he would have been he, he would have been like, no, nah, I don't want to hurt this guy's feelings. If it was okay, that could be the Watchmen universe. Then, if this is it, all brought into the real world. Yeah, I mean, why Which not? Could... Yeah, okay. So two fake outs from this issue then. I, I, when you said three, I figured three was the right number, but I think we're talking about, you know, a couple different things. Yeah, no, if this is genuine Watchmen they've brought in, then fair enough. I apologize to this book. Um, yes, you should apologize, yeah, so, you son of a bitch. Yes. So I get the idea that this Ellie girl, she was in, it's Denver, isn't it? Colorado, the dome's over. Mm -hmm, yeah. 
Yeah, pretty sure it's um, Denver. So yeah, she was in the city then and got out. And then the second fake out was Doctor Strange appears. And you're like, oh shit, it's Doctor Strange. They even name drop Doctor Strange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what, the, then, that's what uh, the girl calls him. Yeah. And then they're like, oh no, that's not Doctor Strange. It's um, Doctor Black with a Q. Mm-hmm. From another Johnny Cates comic. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, the uh, superheroes that they uh, meet up with. That's, oh, the paybacks. Uh, I thought you said Doctor Black. Uh, Is Doctor yeah, yeah, Black? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, what? What? Who are the paybacks? It was. They're a, characters that Donny Cates created. That's where I kept sharing that link to uh, the Donny Cates product. There, it's like one volume. There's a complete volume of that specific okay. comic. So when when they talk about you know being a short run series, that's you know him taking okay jabs at himself or the people that didn't buy the sh- the uh, comic, which was another dark horse thing that he wrote. So okay, then that's probably how okay, he got that. Wasn't really a fake out then because yeah, oh. okay, that was a reference I didn't catch then. Yeah. So. The fake fake out that I thought you'd be talking about is it looks like there's a Gundam on the cover, but Um, then it's just some random mech. He's just trolling, man. Yeah. Like, it's a Gundam-esque mech, but it's not one that I've seen before. Sure. Um, But then the final fake out is we've had it teased in this book that the character forgot her out is Superman based on the picture she drew. And they mentioned like, oh, the big guy's here. Can we go talk to him? And then he's, we see this silhouette of a character. He's like, is that a drawing of me? And I was like, holy shit, is it going to actually be him? And it wasn't. And is this another character from the paybacks? No, this is a different madman. I hate you. Madman's a different creator. Okay, what is this from? I'm gonna fucking hurt you. Madman's just his own superhero. Okay. Oh, he's a Michael Red character. Okay. He's been around for a long time. He's been around since 1994, I think. 1990, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's kind of what Freakazoid was uh, based off of. Yes. Because they didn't get the okay, property enough, from this... Michael right about that. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. This did bring some stuff in then, and I was just too much of a noob to realize. <laughs> noob! Yeah, you're a little too young for uh, Madman and Freakazoid and the like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mere child like, in your eyes. Hey, have you guys heard about this new show, The Animaniacs? Fuck you. They drive me out and mace me. <laughs> no, but it was a, it's a really cool issue it was really well written I'm loving the characters and I think it was a really powerful moment when um, Ellie sort of reached out her hand to the character's name I don't remember he's on the floor and he's breaking down he's like I'm sorry I didn't like please just I'm sorry and she just reaches out her hand and I think it's quite a powerful moment yeah, no, I mean, this is uh, another example of Donny Cates really being a good comic book writer. Uh, 
He said that he wanted to make a comic book that was so comic booky that nobody would want to make it into a show or be able to make it into a show or a movie. It will definitely make it into a show. Yeah, it's already so cinematic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, but I feel like if they could do this is very much a love letter to comics, the comics industry. It, It is, but it's still very cinematically written that I can I can picture it on screen. I don't think it's going to happen. I hope not, but I can picture it. I like it. I like that this is like one of those the, a comic booky comic book. I'm interested in seeing where yeah. this is going to go. I also like that he's not letting these characters that are the main the main characters fall flat. Like I'm actually interested in Ellie and uh, the preacher's son. I'm interested in seeing what these characters are going to do next. Um, yeah, definitely. I feel like he really could have like let them falter and be boring and uninteresting, but he really took the time to like make sure that they had backstory and care. So I really it, like what he's doing. It with could this. just be they are NPCs in a world full of like cameos from different heroes. It could have easily gone that exactly. way. But no, this is their story, and everything else is dressing. Do you think that? There, this is a fake out for us to not expect the actual reveal in issue six. I think so. It's got to be. I agree. Superman. It's got to be. Yeah, it'll be your next be. issue. You won't even expect it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I hope it's uh, this is like a reverse, like it's a fake out of a fake out, so you don't expect the real fake out. It's going Christopher Nolan level, Inception level of fake out. It's it's more like Mac levels of fake out from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's playing everyone, so he always comes out on top. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, I'm digging this. It's cool. Art's great. I am obviously going to continue picking it up. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm actually considering selling off quite a bit of my DC and Marvel stuff to uh, make room for uh, some more independent creator stuff. Same. Yeah, what are you thinking? Well, just the creator and stuff is stuff I'm interested in now, and I'll see how sort of future state goes and the new DC stuff goes as to whether I keep picking that stuff up, but... Yeah, I've got a load of like mini series and stuff that I'm not gonna go back and reread. They're not worth much, so I may as well just either sell them or donate them or whatever. The larger my collection, if you can, the more powerful I am. (laughs) Uh, The more that when you get the chance to check them, check out the uh, collections on eBay. Double check and make sure that they're valuable, because you would be surprised some of the stuff that goes up for some value in there. There, I I will check, but like some of the stuff. If it's only worth like a couple of dollars and it's going to take time to sell, I might just give us a dollar. Stay to my shop. Do you want this? Because that's fair. Yeah. Because that's me trying to sell my secret empire a lot. (laughs) Nobody wants it. It's going Mm. fast. (laughs) It's just like it's not going anywhere. I've had it up on eBay for months now and nobody wants it. One person made me an offer for $2 for the entire collection, like of all 10 issues of the comic. And I'm like, uh, no. I'll double that, but you have to pay shipping. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Man, people really hate on that run, too. I, uh, 
you know he does he's locked his twitter account because he got bullied so much for his uh captain america stuff it it suffered from just being controversial did it though i mean was it really just that or was it that like i'm asking I'm, i i well, read it only a little bit i never read it i heard it was good enough i heard it was all right it Stan wasn't Lee liked it around, yeah like i heard it wasn't bad but it just sort of got shot on a lot because um oh they turned cap into a nazi yeah yeah which so i mean if cool. you read the it's, comics, it's, you know the it's like the meme alive. from the godfather where they're like look what they did to my boy <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> i don't know i from the stuff i've read it wasn't that bad i don't i feel like people just shit all over it because nazis and i feel like definitely i don't know it's unfortunate and, and to get bullied so hard on Twitter to do that, that's just, damn. Hello. Uh, Firepower, then. Uh, written by Robert Kirkman, art by Chris Samney, number seven. What do you guys think? Dave, you're a big fan of this book. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, this one's... um. I like this. I like this so far. I kind of just wish this was an omnibus so I could read this whole thing. It's cool. I like Maybe the family. Yeah, I like the family. I like the old man, the grandpa. He's still funny. <laughs> still like all appropriate. Everything's all appropriate. Yeah. All the dialogue's great. But yeah, fast paced, super fast. Glad the old, glad the yeah, Chinese. I forget his Kirkland name, but like, he ain't dead. That was cool. You know? Yeah, Waylon's still alive. Another fake out. Yeah, that was cool. I like how he moved his heart. That's neat. I have to reread this more often. Love uh, the art. What do you mean? Well, when they, uh, whatever the cop's name is, and Wei Lun are being chased on the rooftop, I'm like, there were four people, but now there's three, and I couldn't remember what happened to the uh, fourth member of that gang. And then it jumps to the next page, and I'm like, oh yeah, that person was dead, but apparently is not. They just never went back for her. Like, you see them on the plane, and then, like, oh, yeah, she's still there on a knife, and then she wakes up, and that's about the extent of what we see. I sort of forgot that they existed, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, there was a scene with the daughter that I really liked, where she's sort of kicking off, and she's like, you knew about this, like, and I was expecting to do that really cliche thing where she'll run off, and then Owen will go and like sit next to her and be like, hey, I'm sorry. And like, you can picture the scene I'm talking about in your head, can't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. But no, she's like, she's quite reasonable about it. She has a level head and she's like, just don't let it happen again. Like, I trust you, but we're scared. And I think it's Kirkman taking these typical tropes you would expect to see. Like, his Invincible run was full of it, where he would um, take a typical superhero comic trope. And he'd invert it and do something unexpected with it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like here he's doing the family dynamic and he's doing the same thing where he's inverting the expectations. I feel like that's pretty normal for Kirkman. I feel like yeah. a lot of his uh, storytelling devices is taking like 
tropes and cliches and storytelling and then kind of normalizing and make it making it a little bit more believable i guess i don't know if that's yeah. an appropriate way of saying it but i don't know what do you think yeah i i think Not he invests superhero stiff sorry not so stiff or like you know just superhero um pontificating or something like that pontification yeah Yeah, he sort of takes cliches and like what you expect and he's sort of like how can i make this new and fun so he doesn't sort of the biggest thing for me is the fact that yeah the biggest thing for me is that chris samney is still doing phenomenal art on this honestly i'm not a big fan of the cover for this issue Uh, Honestly, I think a lot of the covers have been quite weak with firepower. Yeah, just I disagree. Like in this one, they make the uh, whatever the cop's name is, they just make him look like this little runt of a dude. Yeah, it's not very detailed. Yeah, I see that. What you're saying, I for me, I I really enjoy really artistic covers. I don't like action shot covers. Like there was a no, David Finch cover on Batman recently that was uh, Batman versus like Punchline or something, and I just don't like forced action shot covers very much. So when they have like stuff like this, I like it. It's a, it's a different take on things. I think it's a little bit more attractive, honestly. But I think, like I'm saying, they're good. But like I think I've seen better from Samney. Like this one I'm just sent into the chat now is a cover from his Daredevil run. And the clothes on the line spell out the word Daredevil. Mm-hmm. That is his artwork. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I think that's just something a bit more creative compared to when you look at the one from Firepower where it is a bit more... I don't know. It just doesn't have some of the same spark I've seen in some of his other work. It's still very mm-hmm. good. Though. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm not trying to insult it. I'm just saying it's... Not the best no, I've seen from him. Yeah, it's just your opinion. You're you're entitled to it. I don't. I don't think there's anything. Wrong Even with if that. it's wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it's a solid issue. And like, like I said about his story before, is he does write human interaction really well. His he Walking does. Dead was full of family dynamic, friendships, building up these relationships and exploring them and ripping them apart. And Invincible was full of the same way, built up these families and friendships. And yeah, I I really need to read Outcast and Oblivion song to see what he does there. Yeah, uh, because Outcast is very much about the relationships. Uh, it is. Yeah. It there was some lulls there where it got a little weird, but I feel like Outcast was. It was almost like he was uh, using. Uh, a combination of trauma and supernatural elements in order to tell the hardship of coming back to a location, back to the place where you feel like you don't belong and dealing with yourself, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I listen, Outcast is one of the ones that made me fall in love with Robert Kirkman's uh, writing style. I love it. Um, I'm very excited for this final issue because he's been writing in a way that's just. I didn't really expect it. I don't know. I feel like Oblivion's song right now is at a point where they're mostly focusing on action 
And I don't really have a problem with that, but I'm definitely interested to see what's going to happen uh, next because right now it's kind of like, eh. Like, there is some confrontation going on between the two casts, selections of characters. And yeah. I'm happy he didn't try to make that carry on into like, all oh, at war, six issue long battle. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he's definitely speeding it along faster than other series. A little bit. Well, I mean, even, you know, Invincible remember, is pretty breakneck and Walking Dead, but sometimes The Walking Dead took a lull. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. But at least with Walking Dead, like, there was points where it felt like he was making an artistic choice, and I don't really have a problem with that. I don't know. No, he was stopping to sort of let the characters breathe, the world breathe. Yes. It couldn't be non-stop action for all these issues like, oh, the walkers are there, we need to run away from the walkers. It was nice to have the break where, we, where you have the the characters just interact and have a moment. Yeah. Which I think was yeah, Walking Dead's real strength. I'm really um, torn about work. actually... Yeah. I'm torn about selling my uh, Walking Dead collection because I've loved it so much, but... You know, it's at the end of a series. I've got like a hundred issues of it, and it's like, do I want to commit to finishing up my collection of that? And it's like, eh, I don't know. Like, I want to collect other things. You know, yeah. It's just not I'm really been a how many, how many issues list. have you got? A hundred. Yeah, I'll give you I... seven dollars. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I had the uh, trade paperbacks until about issue one hundred, and then went from that to uh, the individual comics. I think I did about the same for Invincible. Invincible I've got the was trades a different up piece, until. Though. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say I've got the trades up until they get to. What's the town called? Alexandria. Yes. Mm. I think is that volume fourteen or fifteen, and then I swapped to digital. Maybe closer to twenty. Okay. I can't remember, because I know the prison stuff sort of ended around 9, 10. Uh, then you had a few of them on their own. Hmm. I don't know. Then you get to the prison about... Before you the prison's about... volume 3. Yeah, okay. Then between 10 and 15. Yeah. Don't spoil too much, because Dave hasn't read all of Walking Dead yet. These won't make sense until you get there. <laughs> have you guys read um the alien uh from walking dead yet yes I yes the, I, have. Uh, I bought the hardback uh edition back in late july early august okay i really enjoyed it marcos martin is one of those artists that i'm like torn about but every time i i, I feel torn about it i read the comic and i'm like no i love this this is great and then bkv of course so i'm like yes He's never going to go back to comics. I'm heartbroken. Sorry? I don't think he's ever going to come back to comics. Hey, Brian K. Vaughan. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that he's focusing on TV right now. I don't think he's going to be doing Saga again for another five fucking years. Watch him take the hiatus, and it has been 10 years, and then they finish it off with another 50 issues, and then boom. For Saga? Yeah. Yeah. They're halfway through. It's going to be another 52 issues. They have to finish it. They they can't toy with my emotions they're not, they're like not that. Finishing it, they're not 
not going to finish it. They're working on it. They've been working on it. I don't think that they have. What have? Yeah, I don't know. I think they're getting <laughs> they're getting the artwork ahead, so there's no delays. They they probably took like a year or so break from doing it. What? No, they've been gone for like four when they years, stopped man. in Ju- July 2018 was when the yeah. issue 52 came out. They were taking a but, year break, but now it's been two and a half years. But I mean, they probably took a year from doing anything yeah. saga, and then yeah. he's come yeah, back and is now writing from doing anything saga, and then they it in a take uh, that long to do an issue of yeah. comic. But in I mean, a, they're building up their backlog, so there's no delays later on. Well, there was a the same way Rucker before works. the. Uh, before COVID happened in like December of 2019, Image had a convention where they talked about like the different comics coming out in 2020 and Saga was on that list. Like they had a, you know, PowerPoint presentation that had, you know, a list of comics just, you know, line by line by line and Saga was on that list. So everyone was thinking that Saga would come back sometime in 2020 and that never happened. Hmm. Just have to wait and see. Yep. And Brian I, K. Vaughan Entertainment Weekly interviewed them in 2018 and said that one of the reasons why they took a break is because Fiona Staples was getting really big uh, burnout of doing the franchise, yeah. of doing the story. It took seven years for them to get to the story to that point of the final issue of 54. So they said that being under an intense deadline... I don't know how intense of a deadline it must be. It's image. I mean, you can take as much time as you can, right? I mean, you maybe like a personal they, they, deadline you've set because they're I doing. Guess, they've almost they, made it to one comic a month. I mean, kind of, but they they allowed themselves to have at least one or two months a year to take a break, so that way they can hop back onto yeah. the uh, storytelling afterwards. It would be ten to eleven issues a year take a hiatus, come back to the story. But that also gives you time for the publishers to catch up, for editorial to catch up. I mean, I just don't see... There has to have been something that has happened between either the two of them or maybe Fiona Staples just felt like she was overwhelmed with something. Yeah. But if that's the case, I get that. I don't want people to be... Yeah. Look, if you want to take a mental hiatus, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Or they are just really taking their time, not rushing themselves, building a backlog. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, they don't have any uh, social media presence at all, so you you hear pretty much nothing from them. Hmm. Apparently, so Fiona Staples uh, got married in Canada. I think she is Canadian, and apparently BKV went with his wife to uh, their wedding, had a conversation. Uh, about the recent arc and i think fiona staples got really like overwhelmed like emotionally with what had happened it seems like she was overwhelmed with like the emotional aspect of it maybe hmm. interesting i feel like most of this is because she Interesting. So I'm reading the article and it seems like they're kind of suggesting that she was reading the uh, storyline and she was becoming like internalizing the emotions that she was feeling and yeah. that she found yeah. herself not being able to work because of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've read similar things to that. 
they they are very attached to their characters. I don't blame them. I just it's unfortunate because I want them to continue doing this amazing work. It's a fascinating story to me. And I want them to feel like they can do it. I just don't look, I want people to be mentally okay, obviously. That that's more important than my entertainment desires. But I I guess I'm just wondering, you know, it's been almost three years now. What's when's it when's it gonna be time? You know, you have to ask yourself, do we step away from this permanently or is this something that we just When did issue fifty four come out? Twenty eighteen. July of 2018 started in March of 2012. So it's been two and a half years now. Mm hmm. Yep. So Fiona Staples has an Instagram, but the last time she posted was November of 2019. That's what I'm saying is like, I'm wondering if there's more going on. But I hope that she's like mentally okay. Because, like, thinking about this, if you're dealing with emotional issues, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate about somebody's mental well-being. I feel like that's inappropriate. Hmm. I'll tell you guys a little bit about something that I just did. I made a stupid purchase. Another stupid purchase. You idiot. I did. But I did it. I uh, bid and won on an Amazing Spider-Man 300, first appearance of Venom. That's a top and falling issue, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. It, did you just ask me if the Spider-Man introduction of Venom was a Todd McFarlane inter, in, inter, uh, issue? I did, and it's stupid because I even Hand me know your nerd cover. card. No, because I even Hand know what nerd cover card. 300 is, so I knew it was a McFarlane issue, so I don't know why I needed to question it. What time is it over there? Uh, Nearly 11pm. Late. I'll forgive you for that. I've been at work today as well. I'm mentally oh, tired. Yeah. I was Josh, asking for your audience at home. Say what? I don't what know anything me? about your collection, my dude. What do you collect? Um, Superman. Really? <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a pretty good run of Superman in the 90s. Uh, well, let's see. Damn, I... I I didn't know that you were a fan. I mean, I knew that you were a fan of the Dan Jurgens stuff, but I didn't know you were that big of a fan. Yeah. Well, I didn't know I was a Dan Jurgens fan. I just collected the comics back then. Just okay. happened to be Dan. Uh, let's see. I got. I mean, my collection. I'm not even. I can't even see it. I actually have X-ray vision. I can see right through this door. I'm looking through them. Um. So I've got. Yeah, the, you're uh, oh, okay. I got Superman, Wolverine, uh, Etrigan, Jonah Hex. Tons of image comics, Walking Dead, uh, Invincible, lots of short run series. What else do I have? Do you have an issue number one of Invincible? No, I, I haven't bought I you know I'm not gonna I don't like to drop that much money on stuff. I dropped maybe like I ten did. or fifteen dollars to get, you know, issue one hundred of uh The Walking Dead, but eh. Like I said, I'm thinking about selling my uh, Walking Dead collection because at this point I know I can make at least a little bit of money off of it. But I mm -hmm. loved The Walking Dead. I loved everything about that. I'm a horror dude, so like, of course I'm going to love it. Plus, it's a well-told story. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, the big thing for me is that I, 
I think I mentioned this before. I love Charlie Adler. He's such a good artist. I I love how he evolved over time with that series. Mm -hmm. And he, I would pay really good money for uh, him to do the first five issues of The Walking Dead. Yeah, that would be that would be another way for me to buy The Walking Dead again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I don't know if you got. Do you guys read the? Uh, did you read the letter column for Firepower this week? I read out loud. Why did you get him again? What? Did you get no, him again? Uh, no, no. Charlie Adler uh, wrote a letter in responding to uh, some okay. comments that somebody had made about what? Uh, horses. I think it was a comment that Robert what? Kirkman had made about Charlie Adler not liking to draw horses. I don't see yeah. the uh oh yeah second. that's what it was it's in the first page for that column i think or second page oh you know what i see it <laughs> that's funny mm -hmm. i like that the bloody awkward animals i love him So what now? What have we got up next? Um, we could talk about the uh, debut of Future State. Yeah, we quickly go off on Death Metal because that sort of leads into Future State a little. Hmm. Um, yeah, so this is the finale, thank God, written by Scott Snyder and art by Greg Capullo. And yeah this was it was better than some of the issues have been but it wasn't good um beautifully yeah, drawn. Dave, yeah the art was great dave i said there was a part of this you would really enjoy do you know what part of that was no what was it what was it the the dead bat family oh <laughs> we we see barbara get that murdered that was pretty cool yeah, we see Barbara on the floor with her brains bashed in, and then Dick Grayson's dead in a few pages. I was I like, Dave's gonna like, be satisfied with that. I feel like this is a storyline that was made out of a bunch of really cool ideas for sequences, but cool sequences don't necessarily determine for something to become a good story. You know, like as much as I thought it was cool to see Swamp Thing look like that and for him to interact with an alternate world Swamp Thing, those interactions weren't enough for me to fall in love with what this story was. I really enjoyed the uh, interaction between the Wonder Womans, but it's just, it was a very strange story yeah. from the beginning. Definitely. And I said to you guys, this had the same outcome as Doomsday Clock. And I agree. Because, yeah. Literally, the end of this was everything's canon, the JSA are back, which was the exact outcome of Doomsday Clock. Yes, um, this seemed to set up a different kind of multiversal uh, kind of experience for the future, though. I mean, we all are aware, Jan Jurgens said in the final part of Generations Shattered that, I mean, this was supposed to come into 5G and then that stopped. So yeah. they had to make a lot of changes. I mean, it's very apparent that the changes were just like right then and there. 
which I'm not necessarily opposed to. I, I, I appreciate them as a story. Look, I'm not going to tell artists or creators how to do their storytelling experience. I'm not that much of an asshole, but I am going to criticize what I've seen, which is it seems like your comments, especially about the, the uh, being compared to Doomsday Clock, when you set up the Omniverse, it seems strange to then set up that in this as well. And yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily Scott Snyder's fault so much as it is an editorial fault. Because if those two... Yeah, that clash but like it, that, those two storytelling... Go ahead. But it was just so strange that this made a, this book made a point of bringing back Manhattan and the Wally plotline from Doomsday Clock. Only for it then to have exactly the same outcome as Doomsday Clock. I don't understand what happened with wally west being chased or chasing barry allen uh what was going on with that when was that sorry it was in death metal 7 there was a portion where blue wally was in the um uh the mobius chair and he was chasing oh, that barry was, that was just one of the dark multiverse versions that did not make any sense to me i was very confused because how is that a dark dark multiverse version when that's actually occurring in the main universe for dc well, right now well, yeah the minute it didn't have his he got his blue suit taken away by batman he laughs that was not made clear to me whatsoever and maybe that's i me. was confused my no i was confused when i first read it and then it sort of clicked i did have to reread that page though yeah huh. it was weird the whole event i feel it is. I feel like if you allowed Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo to just do a comic where they could do fuck all with the DC universe, and this was a 20-issue short run, I would have really enjoyed it. Because I feel like it, it's almost like he's trying to do huge things with the universes and the comics, and then yeah. scrunch it all down to a single panel. I've seen someone say... Great ideas. He I've seen someone say Scott Snyder, try, he's kind of like Jonathan Hickman, but with ADHD. <laughs> he, can't, he can't let his plot lines build. He introduces something cool, and then he'll have it resolved three issues later and introduce the next big thing. Which I do think is a fair complaint. He introduces all these ideas and then sort of throws them away. Like, he yeah. had Batman with a Black Lantern ring. And it was just sort of a throwaway in one issue. He's like, oh yeah, Clark, I'm dead. He had Superman, like, consumed by anti It wouldn't have had... No, 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 yeah, no, you're completely right. I mean, it was very much a throwaway. If you had taken that away from the plot, I mean, it wouldn't have done anything different. I mean, exactly. if you had made Batman alive, would that have changed how this story would have evolved? No. I will say there was one bit that did make me laugh in this issue. It was when the Batman who laughs is like flying after Wonder Woman, they go past a different universe version of Etrigan. And it was just his little quote that made me laugh. It was Camelot, Camelot, by your beauty, I'm struck. Even the demon <laughs> must admit, what the fuck? What the fuck? I loved that. That yeah. was great. Dude, Etrigan the demon is one of those characters that when he shows up in anything as like a little side thing, I'm for it. And I love his rhyming. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I actually got to go back and reread some of those Alan Moore uh, storylines that feature him. I'm going to go finish up my Swamp Thing run with him. Uh, you know what? I actually been holding off on that because I wanted to start with the Len Wein run. Um, okay. I should do that. Oh, man. Oh, fuck, I'm just such an Alan Moore slut. Sorry. Anyways. Um, yeah, so this ends with them basically finding out 
their main universe isn't the center of the multiverse anymore. There are two new worlds in the center. What are your thoughts they on that? Are, what were they called? One was the Elseworld, and one was... Just the main Unearth. universe, whatever. That's all they said. Yeah. So, I like the cheekiness of that, in the sense that I like that they're being a little meta as far as the uh, Elseworlds stuff. I'm for that. I want Elseworlds stuff. And I think yeah, but that now they introduce the Omniverse, like an ever-growing multiverse. They can have all these different Elseworlds, but why is there just one Earth called the Elseworld? I don't know. Because that all the Future State stuff aren't happening in the same timeline, so it's not like Future State's happening on Elseworld. Yeah. It's not like they're happening on the other Earth. I assume yeah. these are all just taking place at different areas of multiverse, so I don't really know what's going on. I saw somebody there's somebody i follow on tiktok uh who we've been having a lot of interactions with and he made a good comment which was i don't really care about things being super tied to a timeline for being for it to be canon i just want to enjoy a good story and i think that that's fair and valid don't get me wrong i want my justice league stories to be linear and make sense i want to know where that where that takes sense because i feel like at least with justice league being the dead center of the universe that that should be some sort of a linear storytelling experience that makes sense but if you give me an elseworlds batman or superman book i'm totally cool with it i don't really care about where it takes place in the world like just tell me the story yeah like i did not know what to think about the uh superman frank miller book but i still enjoyed the fact that it was a different take on superman you know i he fucks a mermaid okay cool i don't really care about what universe this takes place in but let's just frank do miller it living out his fantasies I, I maybe just a little bit um <laughs> same thing with uh Batcat. like i don't really care about if that's main in the universe or not just tell me the story if it's main universe cool if they end up getting preggers cool like pick what you want out of the universe I care more you know, about I having agree, but you just don't have kind to deal of make with it, any of the consequences. I think yeah. just kind of make it clear what it is. Like, don't say something's not canon and then be like, oh, but it kind of is. It is yeah. now. Yeah, like, well, just make a decision and... Well, like, kind of like how they said that the Black Label stuff was going to be outside of the universe. And then they're like, no, it can be both. And then yeah. they just pick and choose which ones are now canon. A little weird. This anyway, is why I let's... think the Elseworlds thing should be like incorporated with it. So it's interesting that they brought that up. Sorry, yeah. you were going to say something. I was just going to move on. But if you've got Go for something it. else you want to say. Um, so let's talk about the next Batman. Because that was the only one you read. Was that uh, the one that came out on Tuesday or was that did that come out last week? Uh, this is one that came out on Tuesday. The okay, one I'm still Riddle. getting used to DC doing the t- Tuesday stuff. My shop actually is doing DC Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so this was the next Batman written by John Ridley and art by Nick Darrington. Fantastic. Yes, this was cool. The artwork loved was it. crazy, the colours. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the colours by Geordie Belair because they are... Oh no, not Geordie Belair. Tamara Bonvillain. Unfamiliar, but this was a. I really enjoyed this. John Ridley continues to impress me. 
I think this set up a lot, but just standalone is a little generic. Uh like I don't so, mean that in a bad way. It's just it 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 was the first chapter of a story, and I'm sure the four chapters on a whole will be good. But this just let me put it this way didn't. When you have a setup for uh, a timeline or a universe or what have you, you are building a world and building character telling or storytelling with characters that I think is the, the the thing you're looking for is the elements. I see what you mean about it being generic, and I'm not going to necessarily I, disagree. I, I don't think I mean generic. It just... I was blown away by his other history of the DCU, and this just True. seemed a little too by the books to what I was expecting. I think that and, that's I'm not... more of a difference between DC regular and DC black label, though. Yeah. And I am expecting sort of it to pick up in issue two, three, and four. Mm -hmm. Because I do appreciate this was just the first chapter. It was, here's a new Batman. Here's him fighting crime. Here's sort of what his style of fighting is. Because I did really like when he sort of takes the two children and he's like, I'm turning you over to the um, children's services. Mm -hmm. What happens after that's up to you? Don't let this define you, kind of thing. He's... Right. Yeah, he he. I don't want to say he's a Batman who cares, but like he's doing stuff a little differently. I think. Mm. But yeah, the artwork in this was gorgeous. How many stories were in this issue? Three. I uh, kind of skimmed through the last one. It it just didn't really appeal to me very much. Yeah, that's fair enough. I really liked the um, outsiders one. I thought the art was really cool, and it was sort of that was fun. Quite a cool story. Yeah. Um, it's um, not often the, that I find myself caring about Duke, though. Yeah, he's he's a character who I don't dislike, but he just needs he needs a good story behind him, which he doesn't yeah, have. Yeah, I agree. Now. But um, there was a two-page spread in this of Katana going through a building, killing fuckers, and this was mm -hmm. an incredible two-page spread. That was such a good spread. I loved that. I am just going to send it to the chat so Josh can see how good it is. I don't want him to miss out on this. <laughs> Josh, did you read next Batman? No, the only thing I picked up was Wonder Woman. Okay. I might have flipped through the pages, but I mean, the art just wasn't. No, I sorry. I only looked at the. Uh... Maybe it was the next Batman, but yeah, the art just wasn't for me. Heathen. No, you don't like Nick Darrington? Uh, you know what? It might have been the... Uh, uh, what's the one with uh, Batman on the run? Uh, what? Dark Detective? So that's out this <laughs> that's week. That's a neat panel. It's so, like, just for linear storytelling in that's just so nice. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. into it. Oh, I guess it wasn't this week. I I... Guess I looked through this one. The art just looked. Uh, I mean, no, I don't know what's going on. Maybe that's what I looked through. Maybe I looked through something else. You don't even know who you are right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something looked rough. I mean, this this doesn't look rough, but whatever. I no, this Maybe was a different art. Um, I'll just send oh, you a page okay. of the other artist. Okay. In this 
I didn't realize there were three stories, but the f- maybe I just looked at the first couple of pages. It's over. It's huge. It's a big issue. Yes, yeah, the ten dollar book, I think. Uh, eight. Seven dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like the outside of the story and the um black lightning bit was cool in it, where he sort of shows up in a bolt of lightning. Very cool. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, and yeah, the Arkham Knight story was just sort of a bit generic. It it was fun enough it was just an action heavy story but yeah yeah it was uh it it, it reminded me of uh, some of the storyline from the detective comics run with uh, tomasi and i was like okay nothing yeah, like impressive to the point where i was like oh my god no it was just a little story like it wasn't bad but it wasn't particularly great either yeah and dave did you read this no i didn't read it okay the batman Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add to it. It was a fun story. I really like the art, and I'm excited to see where it goes next. It sets Same. up the magistrate plotline with the peacekeepers. Gotham has turned into like a fascist state where no, there's like things right. armed. Yeah, like it. I don't know what people expected from Gotham. It was going to go this way eventually. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so should we talk Wonder Woman now? Dave, did you read Go this one? It. I did not read Wonder Woman either. Disappointing. <laughs> Wait. Okay, just me and uh, you. So Josh. Josh and Sean both read it? Yeah. Yep. Cool. So written and drawn by Joel Jones. So this is a Wonder Woman based in South American mythology. Although there's still some Greek mythology in there as well. Very strange that and they mix the two. Yeah, it does address in one of the first pages. It's like um, a long time ago on opposite sides of the globe, the thunder gods Zeus and Tupa each sat on their respective thrones. Yeah, separate but equal. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's saying like they both existed in their own you know, sort of universe, or if it's like they both drew their lines and they had their spaces. Yeah, I don't really know. Hopefully we get like, some sort of clarification on this going forward. Yeah. But it is cool. Um, that's it. Uh, yeah, but the writer slash artist is confirmed to be working on an ongoing series. Okay. In April, I believe. Okay. So everything through March is just like an introduction. Uh, yeah, some stuff's sort of rebooting in March, and then some stuff's starting in April, I assume, and they're okay. just sort of staggering it a little bit, so it's not all coming out in one month. So this is Yaroflor's first appearance. She didn't appear in Death Metal at all? Nope. Unless she... Uh, I don't think she did, unless there was just like a panel at the end sort of setting up Future State. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it ends on JSA. Yeah, this was a comic book to be... Oh, there was a panel in in Death Metal, actually. But it came out the same week, so I'd argue this was her debut. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. there was like a small panel with it, but eh. Yeah. Um, Joel Jones, man. I love her so much. Yeah, this issue is gorgeous. It is good. I'm just kind of blah about it. 
I mean, you kind of have to, you're just kind of jumping into the middle of things is how it feels. Yeah. I don't that's mind how that. a lot of them feel. Um, I feel like that's intentional. I feel like the plan so yeah. far is to have yeah. you get dropped into the middle of these universes without an introduction of like how the setup happens. And then that's going to explain itself later as the story continues. It seems pretty silly to me. Like we've got, I mean, like, Oh, I mean, all of the little demons are basically just like stitch from Lilo and stitch. <laughs> I, I loved that. That whole yeah. sequence in the underworld was great. Mm hmm. Yeah, at one point Wait, they go to the underworld. Um, I'm just going to send a picture of the Lilo and Stitch thing for you to see. Yeah. Because yeah, it is quite fun. Kapira kind of I, I reminds like me of Mitya's Pitalik. Mitya's Pitalik, yeah. Yeah, she's able to tear apart you know, the universe or peel back being able to go into uh, the underworld. And then just kind of talk with people and be humorous. Yeah. But you have like um, Cerebrus who's asleep. And the little demon thing didn't, like, I, I do admit it is a bit silly, but it, it, it still gave me a little chuckle. Yeah. I like it. Um, I like it a lot. I think it's just kind yeah. of weird that they're really leaning into, like, oh, you know, she's. Brazilian, but we're still going to lean into the Greek mythology. Like it's Brazil, but all the same, you know, mythological creatures are in Brazil, and we're just going to jump straight into, you know, the underworld, and you have to deal with uh, Charon. I I wish they would have, you know, tried to lean into any sort of South American mythology. Yeah, I do. do you know agree of any South that. American like, mythology? Was... No, but it was a chance to show it. Little bits. What do you know? Uh, well, instead of the Hydra, you could have had... I, I'm going to sound like an idiot saying any of this stuff. Like, <laughs> the... Uh, what is that? The Aurora Boris? That's from Central or South America, right? The snake eating itself? Ouroboros is from South... Really? Is, huh, is that the okay. name of the snake eating that. itself? Yeah, yeah Ouroboros is yeah. snake eating itself. Um, I think that's just a symbolic thing, though. I don't think it's an actual creature. No, it actually is a character. There's a, okay. The mythological no, the... aspects of it is uh, old. Robert. It comes from Egypt. Yeah. Okay. The term is derived from ancient Greek. All right. I'd have to look up something to try and remember. Something. It's all bouncing around in there, but I can't really grab at it. But yeah, I do agree this could have been a chance to showcase some South, uh, South American mythology. Because I feel like Greek mythology is quite mainstream. You've got like Zeus and the Underworld. You've had like the Clash of Titans movies. Yeah. You've had Percy Jackson. You've had one woman dealing with Greek mythology. I don't think anybody Sorry? would have cared if you just mixed you know, any kind of Peruvian or Aztec or Mayan mythology yeah. and just take a blend of all of it. Well, this is only issue one, so maybe we're going to be introduced to more of it later. But, I mean, mm -hmm. it is Wonder Woman, so it would make sense to kind of focus on some of the more traditional elements that we have of Wonder Woman, you know, yeah. at first. I think it's just kind of tongue-in-cheek that they're, you know, you know, she's Amazonian. We'll put her in the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And just doing that for 
just for that. I don't know. I'm into it. I'm 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 gonna see where this is going. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's two issues. I'll definitely get the next one. It's not a big investment. Just not it. You know, if it was me, that's not what I would have done. But no, I agree. Do you think Wonder Woman's dead? She's doing um, her own thing. She's in Immortal Wonder Woman, so I assume not. Well, the reason I'm asking is just because of the end of Death Metal Seven. Oh, well, oh it, that leads into her ongoing in um, March. Mm. She isn't okay. dead. Interesting. Okay. Spo- spoiler alert. Skip 30 seconds ahead if you don't want to hear spoilers for her ongoing in March. Um, she's basically ascended to the Sphere of Gods in the multiverse to fight some bigger okay. threats. And her ongoing in March is dealing with some Norse mythology, I believe. She goes to Valhalla. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. Yeah, they're I mentioned Norse and Dave's eyes her, light up uh, straight away. They're jumping around on like her uh, <laughs> history. Isn't the Norse mythology like her going and battling Vikings? Isn't that like a like a snapshot of her past? Um, I'm not really sure to be honest. Okay. Don't know. Did yeah, anybody read Swamp Thing? I did read Swamp Thing. Not. Dave, you did not read Swamp Thing. <sighs> I forgot. It was so good. That's good. Go off. The way I would... Uh, so, written by Ram V and art by Mike Perkins. And the way I would describe this, kind of, is the... Uh, third Planet of the Apes movie, but with Swamp Thing instead of Apes. Which third Planet of the, the Apes? The more recent. Movie? Uh, th- yeah, the recent one, War of the Planet of the Apes. I think it was called. Okay. Okay. Because you've got like a snowy landscape, humans are very rare, and it's it's kind of like Caesar talking to the young ones. And I really really like this. I uh I haven't gotten the chance to finish it yet, but um, it's Ram V and Mike Perkins, so I'm expecting to really enjoy it. How far have you got thus far? I got up to the point where uh, it was right past the Joker War advertisements, and uh, it's the final panel that says Veruk was moving through them when they caught on fire. He was trapped. Is anyone still in there? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some cool stuff after that. It gets... Yeah, there's a lot of characters talking and search for humans, and it's... It is... Yeah, the way I would describe it is that Planet of the Apes movie where they're just trying to find humans who are walking through, and... Yeah, it's... kind of a beautiful story, but also a tragic story. Because it sort of hints at the only reason like... Swamp Thing wants to... These are the Swamp Things that he's created come from him. Mm-hmm. So, it sort of suggests that the reason he's so desperate to find humans is to find part of what he used to be. He misses sure. the humans. He misses the Justice League kind of thing. He wants to be like he's like still Alec Holland. Like, he still wants to see another yeah. human. I feel like this is the kind of art that Mike Perkins should be on more often. I feel like he's stronger uh, on stories that look like this. Yeah, sort of a bit darker, a bit more grotesque. 
Yeah, because like on the cleaner stuff, it's a little more difficult, I think, for him because he's got some gritty textures to it. Like his detail yeah. is great, but I think that having a darker storyline and a really good colorist would be a uh, play to the strengths there. Yeah, definitely. Right on. Yeah, this was. I need to read more uh, Ram V. Yeah, I'm going to get to his um, Justice League Dark stuff at some point when I finish Tynan's run. I've had good things. I am um, interested to see how the uh, Zermanico stuff he's going to... What's that? That's going to be the backup stories for backup uh, Justice, Justice League, League yeah. right? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And All right. I'll check out his Catwoman again. I thought the first couple of issues were a little generic, but he was kind of killing time Same. until... Like, his first issue was pretty strong and then he had like three issues until future state so i feel like he might have just been trying to kill time sort of spinning Maybe. his wheels a little bit it like he got the short end of a stick he was his first issue was a tie-in then he had three issues and then he had a event tie-in he had to do but, i yeah. i can tell that some of these stories and some of these writers you know and creators in general were kind of told to the last second like hey we're going to be doing some of this stuff and push it out as fast as possible for some of them, not all of them, obviously. And that's not necessarily saying that some of the quality has deteriorated necessarily because of it. I would say it's just a little bit noticeable in some regards. Yeah. Um, just quickly, before we move on to anything else, I'm just going to mention the, uh, the last two Future State books I read. Uh, so, um, Future State Harley Quinn, written by Stephanie Phillips and art by Simone DeMio. Now, I was originally not going to check this one out, but I heard such good things about it online that I gave it a go, and this is really great. I'm not a fan of Harley Quinn, but this is a really good issue. It's um, it's essentially a futuristic Hannibal Lecter. Harley gets captured oh, yeah, by the... That. Sorry? You said that before, I remember in the chat, and I remember being a little confused by it, but I'm curious. Yeah, so um, she gets she's basically still on the run from the peacekeepers in Gotham now that it's turned into a fascist state and she gets captured and she wakes up in like a glass cell and Jonathan Crane as like a psychiatrist not a scarecrow stood on the other side and he's like you can earn your freedom by working for us and the peacekeepers so she's basically using her psychiatrist background to psychoanalyze different Batman villains and work out how to capture them so it's they say they want her help utilizing the history of the character. Exactly, shocker. But they want her help to capture Professor Pig. So she basically breaks him down, and she's like, "He's got OCD, and he's crazy. He wants perfection. He strives for perfection. Like if you stage a body that's not perfect and blame it on him, his pride won't let him let it go. So he will come out of hiding to." Um, yeah, she describes it as here start squealing and here come to you. That's funny. Yeah, and then they get him to break down, they get her to break down Firefly and work out how to capture him and she's like, he only ever burns places that have a personal connection to him. Reopen his orphanage. So if they reopen the orphanage, have a big like ceremony sort of thing and then he goes and tries to burn it down. And then the peacekeepers are there to capture him. Okay, I'm actually really interested in this now. I haven't read yeah, this, but I'm going to now. It's really well written, and it does have that Hannibal Lecter vibe to it. Who who uh who wrote it? 
Stephanie Phillips. I don't know who that is. Uh, what have they done before? Neither do I. Um, I've, a lot of people on Reddit were saying she's really good, but I've never heard of her or read anything she's written. Let's have a little look-see on the old Google. All I get popping up is uh, Cobra Kai stuff for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's done a few of like those little anthologies. DC do like Valentine's Day one, you know, like the eight. Oh, hey, jump. she did a book with uh, Aftershock. Cool. Yeah, so she's got a few stuff going on, but yeah, this was really good, and she's writing the ongoing as well, starting in March. However, the art is by Riley Rosmo, who I'm not a fan of. So, uh. I think that Riley Rosmo is one of those art styles where if it's done well, like if you pair them well enough with a good storyline then it works out. I haven't seen what yeah. the interiors look like this with this, but I'm curious. Yeah, because the artwork in the um, Future State issue is really good. It's the same artist as some. Um, we only find them when they're dead. So it's mm -hmm. really clean, slick, digital drawings, very sort of anime and futuristic looking. But yeah, then I'll get on to the other book that was critically um <laughs> i know where this is going <laughs> what's the opposite of critically praised like panned critically shut you're thinking on. critically acclaimed yeah Crit yeah that's one and the opposite is critically shit on so this is future state the flash which <laughs> has not been getting good reviews people are angry at this for turning wally west into a killer again and yeah, people are just not happy with this. However, I'm going to come out and defend it and say it's not good. But Wally West isn't a psychopath killer in this. They establish okay. in the very first few pages of this issue, he is possessed by something from the Speed Force. And he is calling out to them from help, for help from the Speed Force. And yeah. Okay. I think people are a bit salty over it after Heroes in Crisis. Like, it's not a great issue, but it's not terrible. And people are just salty, I think. What do you think makes it not a good issue? It's just not very, like, it's a little overwritten in places. It does have some interior, like, internal monologue with Barry sort of talking about him sort of acting as a father to Wally. And I think that was really well done. But the, yeah, some of it's really overwritten. And it is a weird choice after the backlash from Heroes in Crisis to then have the next big Wally story be him as a killer again. Even if they have established... Choice. Yeah. Because I saw people say, it's not really a book for Wally fans, it's not a book for Barry fans. Who's this book for? And I do see that. Okay. But yeah, it, it's not as bad mm. as people are saying, but it's not good either. What timeline does it take place in? Um... It's set sort of five, ten years in the future, maybe. Uh, Jay Garrick's in it, Max so, Mercury. I mean, if that's the case, does that is this setting up a story that's basically saying that Wally will come back to those mistakes? Or that it's something that will come back to haunt him? I don't know, because it's set in the future, so it's not going to be really addressed in the ongoing run when it restarts. So mm -hmm. like, this is only a two-issue series as well, so it's just a weird. It's just a weird choice. Do you feel like it's more filler than anything? 
I don't know. I've seen people say like this is the last will and testament of Dan DiDio, which I find quite funny because he notoriously hated Wally and the legacy characters. And this is his final middle weird. finger to the Flash fans. <laughs> Maybe. I but, mean, I kind of thought that that speculation was always really weird. But I mean, Mark Wade did go on to say that Dan DiDio tortured him when he was working as a, a Flash writer. So maybe. Maybe, but yeah, it's like it's not terrible, but hey-ho. Oh, and I forgot about this, but Future State Superman is fine. John Kent's a cool character. People are shitting on this a little bit as well, even though I think it's kind of unfounded. John makes some mistakes. Well, I think that that's more because... I think that's more because people don't like the fact that they aged up John. But this is him even further in the future where Superman's left Earth and he's left as the Superman of Earth. Mm-hmm. And people are sort of like, oh, what he did is like so stupid and like even Kara's there fighting him. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but he's still a rookie at this. He's still making his own mistakes. He does something. I'll go into spoilers. He um, uses Brainiac Tech to bottle Metropolis. Um. He does it because he needs to buy time to stop the military invading Metropolis. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not a perfect solution, but he was panicking. He was like, what can I do to quit, like, to save the city and de-escalate Who wrote this? Uh, Sean Lewis. What's he done before? Um, he's doing an image book me and Dave are reading called Bliss. That's quite cool. Oh, I've seen the advertisements for that. Yeah, that's a really good series. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like John Kent. I want to like this, so I'm going to give this one a shot too. Yeah, like it does have a few weird choices. Like the villain in this is like a big AI thing with a load of mouths. I don't know how else to describe it, but yeah, it's not terrible. It's, I enjoy parts of it, and I think people have been a bit harsh on him on John Kent. Because he did do this as a temporary measure to save the city, and I think that's fair enough. Sure. I feel like, like sometimes young, comic stuff. book fans get a... Yeah, I feel like sometimes comic book fans get critical about the wrong things and, like, forget that it's a fucking story that's made of fictional characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, like... I liked it well enough. I don't think I read anything that was outright bad this week. Even though some people are shitting on stuff. Yeah. Um, Dave, do you want to talk the new Star Wars book quickly? Sure. Sure thing. So this is Star Wars High Republic number one. Yeah, it's cool. It's set before everything. Like before yeah, so this is set like 200 years ago, I think. Yeah, something like that. You get to see a Yoda. You get to see a yeah, Padawan Yo- or Yoda's whatever. There. Somebody in the process of becoming a Jedi Master. Or a Jedi Knight. So that was cool. Yeah, it's I a like Padawan the sort of progressing. And, yeah. It was fun, man. It was just, it was a good good start to Star Wars. Kind of yeah, find out that Yoda think... is not following the path of the Jedi right now. So that's cool. Yeah, he's off doing his own thing. He says he's going where the Force takes him. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where that plot point goes, whether he's going to spin off into his own thing. Yeah, and the um, the uh, the guy who's her master, he's like, 
missing an arm and kind of frustrated. So, yeah, something's going on with him because at the end he sort of goes into his room and just starts screaming. Yeah, I wonder what's up with him. It's cool he'll get his yeah, arm he, back though. That's cool to be like he, a race. He looks like Killer Croc, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he gets his arm He's back. He's Killer Croc's a Jedi. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah, so I dig it. Uh, it's a good grab. I'm glad I was able to get it before, like you know, it was too late and there were yeah. there people, you know, in case it does start picking up. I heard that the the book that released was good. So, and this is kind of based around the book that released called like High Republic by some Christopher Soul or something. Oh, Charles Soul. Charles Soul, yeah. Yeah, he's the one doing um, Undiscovered Country with. Snyder. Yeah, so I heard his. He wrote the book. Yeah, he's doing a lot of Star Wars he's stuff. He's yeah, but he's done a lot of Star Wars. He did a Darth Vader run. He did a uh, Star Wars run. He's done a load of novels for Star Wars. He did a Kylo Ren comic, I think. Yeah, that's neat. So he's really been given sort of like the keys to the comic universe of Star Wars. Yeah, I kind of want to see the <clears throat> Kylo Ren run. It probably could make it cool. <laughs> he he can't do it any worse than the movies, can he? For that. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's cool seeing the Jedi in sort of all their glory. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like this. It was a fun issue. Yeah, do you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Nah, that's cool. I like it. It's good. I'm see where it goes. Yeah. It really did start off strong. I would, if you like Star yeah, Wars, cool. but you hate Star Wars, I'd say give it a go. <laughs> You know, like it's it's you, something you just new. described every Star Wars fan. They love Star yeah. Wars, but they yeah. hate it. Yeah, toxic. A toxic fan base is just is yeah. defined by people within their own camp pissing on each other. So, like, you know, it's funny. You gotta make people like miss. They misread toxic fan bases and they pass it around like it's everything. And I'm like, nah. Star Wars is a prime example. Everybody hates everybody. Nobody likes <laughs> each other. That's it, it is the most toxic yeah. fan base, isn't it? Yeah, like definitely up there. Um, the same thing with Pokemon, man. <laughs> Fucking toxic as hell. You got grown adults complaining about a children's game that doesn't meet their standard. What the fuck are you hey, doing? Hey, man. Hey, man. They could do a lot better. They yeah. could do a better job with all I, their money. Yeah, I don't disagree, but I'm just like, damn. It is a kid's game. For <laughs> the children. Not, not Pokemon Go. It's for the adults, man. That's that. the most childish one of them all. What are you talking about? Every single advertisement <laughs> has adults in it. All like the videos and the, the commercial advertisements is all like adults and revisiting your nostalgia. But no, I think that's sort of everything we need to talk about. Anyone else have anything they want to shout out? Uh, Norse mythology is still good, and Iron Man is still good. I need to catch up on Iron Man, because I didn't get around to the previous issue. So yeah, I didn't get around to this one either. I'm digging it. I really like it. Covers. Yeah, the first, the first few issues were really, really good. Um, yeah. Christopher Cantwell's doing some great stuff. I don't want to spoil anything, but he makes, like, his own Avengers team. It's, like, hilarious. Like, a goof. That sounds great. Yeah, it's a goof. <laughs> it's sad, too, though, because, like not only a goof but like holy shit like it was good i was not expecting any of that shit to happen like in the comic and it really just happened fast yeah cool so still going strong so still solid grab it's good 
yeah, I definitely intend to catch up on it. And then the Norse is just going on with the stories. That was it's good. They introduced hell. It's cool. Yeah, cool. That was finishing the um the uh, guy building the wall, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you read it at all? I read the previous issue, but I didn't get around okay, to this yeah, one. Yeah. So it finishes the wall and begins. I believe it only. Oh yeah, yeah. It begins. Yeah, it's cool. I don't want to. If you do, are you planning on still reading it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. I really enjoyed just the first few issues. You'll, you'll like it. It's it's neat where it starts to head. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. if you wait for the next issue to release and then catch up, you'll probably have a better time because, like, the way this one ends, you're like, ooh, it's a juicy part. The next one, like, it's good. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Do you guys want to shout out any of your stuff? Where can they find you? Don't all speak yeah. at once. <laughs> <laughs> um shall i go first yeah sure uh so on my uh, twitter or uh you can find me at talking about comics talking with no g about with no a and comics with the next at the end and you can find me on tiktok it's tyler brown is here you can find me on instagram and twitter at sean walsh 747 you can yeah, follow my movie yeah josh is the man of mystery Oh yeah, Sean. Yeah, we don't do even you know my first what name. Movies you watch this week? Yeah, so I am doing a 2021 movie journey where I am watching a movie a day. We'll see if I keep it up. Um, but yeah, so this week I have watched a Chef by John Favreau, which was really good. I gave it a nine out of ten. I thought it had a lot of heart in it. <laughs> um. I also watched John Wick 1, which I gave a 7 out of 10. John Wick 2, which I gave an 8 out of 10. John Wick 3, that I gave a 7 out of 10. Um, I watched The Platform on Netflix, which I gave a 7.5 oh, out of 10. Is that, a, is that about like the train? Like the plat- no, it's... Uh, no, this is... Um, Spanish. The whole movie is basically a metaphor for capitalism, but it's a Spanish horror movie where... There's a load of levels, um, like it's sort of like a prison where each cell is on a different floor, and there's a big sort of elevator of food that goes down, and basically all the people on the top cells get the best food they get. Oh, they can eat what they want, and then the people on the bottom cells get nothing. What did you give that? What did you give that? Uh, I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Oh, so, so it was decent. Yeah, it was. It had some good ideas. The ending was a little rushed, I'd say. Yeah, it's a fairly yeah. low budget film, but it's that yeah, really it, it was yeah, it was solid though, and like, it was a really interesting idea that. Um, yes, I swear yeah. to God, there's a movie or a TV show on Netflix, something that came out called Platform, and it's about like British train something. You know what I mean? Like, Are you thinking Platform. of Harry Potter? No, it's like a TV show that came out. Like, it's like about it's like life on the platform <laughs> i don't know what it was like a drama comedy shining time station i don't know that's cool um yes yeah. i, yeah, so I got a seven and a half out of ten i also that's watched escape room which yeah. i gave a six out of ten it oh, was kind of like a movie. it was basically saw minus for torture porn you know for anybody that likes the uh, room escape games here's a movie about that 
Is it yeah, supposed it to be like much. a horror movie? Kind it of. was kind of horror, but it was it wasn't very sort of gory or. Horrific. But the idea is, is they're trying to escape for their lives, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah they're racing against the clock. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. It, it it is just sore without the torture porn. Yeah, it's not like didn't always Sunny in Philadelphia have an escape room episode where they just started smashing everything. <laughs> they just they couldn't figure. It. They just literally just can't figure it out. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. So you're still going strong on it. That's neat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ten days in, and it's already been a rush to try and fit in a movie a day. Yeah. I, I'll try I and keep it up. It would be a lot. It's a lot of stories you're getting. You know, in one year, that's a lot of yeah, stories. Yeah, definitely. Cool. And yeah, John John Wick, I really enjoyed, especially Man, number think, two. Think about it. Once you get your list, how many are on your list? Do you know? Um, the list right now is short-ish. Like, um. Obviously, there's still sort of like all the classics I want to get to on the IMDb top 250. Okay, so but that's I haven't I haven't really right transitioned there, yeah. them over to the list yet. The list is just sort of odd ones I've seen that I'm adding on. Yeah. Um. Oh, and of course, I watched Dread tonight, which I'll probably give that a 6.5 out of 10. It was entertaining. But Watch I, the okay. original I now. I think, and then you can kind of compare. Like, <laughs> is it was it kind of 80s? Was it 80s? Like, you know, was it? Yeah. yeah. That might make you, you go like back it more or hate it more. No, I think like Dread did have a lot of good ideas. It was a fun action movie, but I think it did have it did have sort of budget issues where a lot of it did sort of look a little cheap. Yeah, that's but then sucks, some of it it's all... supposed to be like it's supposed to be like futuristic tech and you know. Yeah, but so that's the thing, like some of it looked really great and then yeah. some of it would just sort of look a little green screen. Yeah, that stinks. And uh, it's yeah. Uh. It was still like <laughs> I'd still recommend it. It was still an enjoyable yeah. movie. Carl yeah, Urban it's is... one I haven't seen that I'd like to see. So, Definitely. Yeah, it's solid. I recommend it. I'll add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when I get to it. Um, yeah, word up. Anybody want to add anything else? Any Anything in their polls next week that is exciting before we shine off? Oh, I should probably yeah. shout um, out some of the stuff that's coming next week, shouldn't I? I think mine is very Mine is very big. I got uh, the new Justice League future state, the Green Lantern future state, uh, a couple of King and Black tie-ins, the Amazing Spider-Man Last Remains continuation, which actually is not the way that you expect it to go, interestingly. Um, new issue of Immortal Hulk, but I don't know if I'm going to get that. Dark Detective. Why are you not getting Immortal Hulk? Because I'm behind, uh, I've been reading the trades, so I'm behind in the singles. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm gonna have to read that. But it's a fucking gorgeous cover. It looks. I don't know if you've seen this, but Jesus Christ, it looks yeah, like uh, like a. It looks like a uh, shit. What am I thinking? Of? A Renaissance painting. Yeah. That's weird. It's yeah. Ooh, it's haha's coming cover. out next week. Yes. Yep. Haha number one. Yeah, I'll uh-huh. be checking out. Ha ha. Ha ha. Cover for number. I kind of hope we like. Looks really cool. For which one? For sorry, Dave. For ha ha. Yeah, I. For some reason, I think it looks like the ice cream man stuff. I don't know, or just it has is. a kind of vibe. It's the same, it's the same artist. Yeah, it's cool. Same writer, artist. Uh, it's not the same artist. Not. Yeah, I meant to say writer. It's it's. Words. Six thirty-six here. It's it's late. <laughs> <So tired. laughs> 
It's like it's eleven thirty-six here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not allowed to complain about how tired you are. No, I'm. I'm just making <laughs> fake excuses. <laughs> Me too, man. Um, yeah. What have I got next week? The rest of the future state stuff. So we've got Dark Detective, uh, Teen Titans, Robin Eternal, Superman, Wonder Woman, Superwoman, and then I've also got Seven Secrets. And I think that is it. Oh, Origins number three, which I will catch up on for you, Josh. Great. How is that? Pretty good. Uh, still okay. kind of getting into the story at, you know, issue three, I guess. Is it a six okay. issue series? Yes. or Okay. Yeah, I did like number one. It was kind of a sort of strange ambiguous story so i was interested to see where it goes but number two came out on a busy week mm. okay yeah i think that's it done though and that does it cool beans bye y'all bob's your uncle ah. adios